Well, yeah, because it's taking so long for them to count. <laughs> I know, dude. How hard did you think it was going to be for them just to count the fucking votes? Right. <laughs> dude, it just couldn't be. It just had to work out this way to end the year. It had to be an election that couldn't just last one night. It had to be a mess. Right. Like, it had to be a mess, and it's the perfect mess. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, dude. It really is. You really got to give props to the writers of this season. <laughs> yeah, they really went all out. Yeah. Like, there wasn't going to be a next season. <laughs> This is it. Yeah, this is definitely this, this is how it is. Finale. It's all good though. It's been interesting to watch though, because it's like everyone really had their shit together, but Nevada. Yeah, Georgia has some things go left, but Nevada's just not giving a fuck. Yeah, they're like, bro, come get some of this money. <laughs> yeah, dude, Nevada. But you know what? I heard why they were doing it, and it kind of made sense to me a little bit. Because uh-huh. um, dude, I've just been rolling with like the Nevada memes and shit. Of course. Yeah, is that good? Yeah, you're good. Keep yeah. going. I'm I like that, around. dude. I like that Nevada energy. Like the whole world wants to know, and they're just not giving a fuck. But um, true Vegas fashion. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it was like the governor or something said that it because it, it could have been them that decided the whole election. And there's like there were like what like six votes or something is what their state would count for. And Biden was at two sixty four. And because it could decide on them, he was like, I want to make sure that everybody has the right security make sure we have everything like people aren't getting hurt trying to get into the polls like because like if they're the state to decide it you know shit could go sour right and so he wanted to get all the security in place but then another part of me was like if you guys just did it and got it over with you wouldn't need to worry about shit going down but maybe they don't want to be the one to decide it maybe they want to wait (laughs) like see like all right have pennsylvania be the ones that do it so like it's like all right it's all possible dude it's all possible it's just like this uh so much, in, so much anticipation for this moment mm-hmm. of what was going to happen, you know? And I feel like happily incorrect because I was so on that pendulum thing that the, remember the pendulum, like the idea of the pendulum that we just swing right for oh, eight years for eight and we years. swing left yeah. for eight years. And that's just what keeps everything balanced. Yeah. yeah. I think things just got so out of hand. Yeah. That they're like, we can't do this. Another <laughs> there was <four."> no predictions. <laughs> Everything went out the fucking door. Every pattern. Like, you know, him like endorsing Glenn and there's just so much fuckery that goes around it. But I think a, a moment for me that really stuck right out there. was when he had the protesters, you know, they're getting bombed with pepper spray and smoke bombs just to clear the way so he could go act like he's read the Bible mm. and he held it. Like, I don't know, like a stank diaper over his head. Do you remember that? Because the, the Trump, uh, at, when the riots first started ha- to happen uh-huh. um, after George Floyd in D.C., uh, during some of the the protests and then when the riots started, they uh, inflicted a bunch of damage on this really like historical church uh-huh. right by uh, the White House. Okay. And so Trump wanted to do like a photo op in front of the church and he had agents go out there, police officers, and they're smoke bombing people and clearing all this way, even though they're peaceful protesters. Mm. And uh, Trump stands in front with this Bible and he's just like clenching it. He's not even like, it, it's like on the, uh, on the page side and he's just like clenching. He's like, yeah, like it's a weapon. Yeah. Not like it's something that's sacred. Yeah. And it's like uh, I, when he was running back in like uh, 15, 16, 
they asked him what his favorite Bible verse was. <laughs> yeah. And he said that was a personal question. <laughs> yeah. But he will answer literally any yeah. other question right. that comes to <laughs> Right. I kind of just like, that's too, yeah. that's too much. That's too much. That's like in the, the office space when they're interviewing. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie. Where they're yeah, I've seen Office Space, bro. <laughs> I just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedy fan. Yeah, true. Yeah, Office I guess Space. I shouldn't have had to ask you. That. Yeah, but when they're interviewing, I Michael, feel a little disrespect. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was definitely some disrespect. My bad. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. when they're interviewing Michael Bolton though, and they're like, okay. the dude hates him, and they're yeah. like, "What's your favorite song?" He's like, "I just uh, kind of like them all." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been fun to watch. Like. And I wish I more people had this. Word, but maybe. Well, people stress themselves out on each side to lengths that just doesn't make sense to me. Because it's like you're never going to sit down and have a conversation with Joe Biden or right. Donald Trump, Kamala Harris, Obama, yeah, Ivanka. It doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> like, they're not coming for you. They're not yeah. coming to save you. Right. And we keep playing these weird narratives. Like, that's what really was shocking about Trump. And I thought about it today was like, like 20, 30 years down the road when they're writing about him in history books, mm -hmm. are they going to write about like this clown that just said whatever, did whatever, yeah. you know, not held accountable to things that he said and, or is he going to be looked at as this figure like this outsider of politics I was able to break through at the highest level mm -hmm. and shake, you know, quote unquote, shake things up, drain, drain the, swamp. the swamp, which is total shit. Right. Cause if you looked at his cabinet, I mean, he wasn't draining the swamp. He was just swamping. Yeah. It was just taking the power for himself. Was well, it was, it was the, the same out. thing that every, like all these presidents do, you know, I mean, you, you get people from the energy companies in there. You get people, like an accumulated group that just keeps the world moving. Right. Cause every little aspect of it has to work in order for yeah. this thing to keep going the way it is. Yeah. You know, I agree with you, dude. Like the American machine is going to keep running for sure. No matter who's at the, at the helm, it's still going to be that wheel still going to be turning one way or the other. And it's like, yeah, dude, there are some people who are just like, you know, like losing sleep over it and shit. And it's like, dude, you know, president ain't going to pay your bills in the morning. You know, he's not going to, do shit like that. And it's like, How many people are just like Trump's done so much for me, or Obama's done like so much for me? It's like no. There's this great uh, video I saw on Instagram. This older guy is like Donald Trump has done so much for me, and it sounds like you've lost two jobs and got divorced in the past <laughs> four years. What yeah. has he done for you? Right, <laughs> your life has gone to shit. Says yeah. he, <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like so taken back. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shit, I didn't think about it's it. like, man, I didn't even think yeah. about it, but didn't think about my own life for a minute. But look like my grandpa put it to me perfectly one time. He goes, look, some of my best financial years were when the country was in ruins. Mm -hmm. Some of my worst financial years were when everything was quote unquote great. Yeah. It's like, like that doesn't dictate what is going to happen to you. For, for sure. You know? And, uh, if you really want to get invested in politics, just get invested in your local politics. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, those are the people that are really going to create change in the places that you live. Yeah, dude. Everybody you know? always says that, you know, like the local ones are the really important ones. And it, it's, it's gotta be true, man. But it's like, 
I feel bad because that's the, always the ones I know the least about. I'm always like, I'm going to vote for the president. And then mm-hmm. the last. You have no clue, like half the other uh, yeah. people on the ballot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's name rhymes with Chipotle. So I'm going <laughs> to vote for him. <laughs> she sounds cool. I, I've thought about that too, where it's like, those people probably put so much effort and try to get their name out there yeah. and like get the public educated. And then for the vast majority of folks, like they're yeah. just going to show up and like literally based on like how you sound or your yeah. political affiliation. Yeah. That is what will get you. The <laughs> oh, vote. She sounds like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that anymore. No, sorry. <laughs> we'll edit that one out. Yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll just edit half this episode out. That's usually how the O'Neill episodes go. Yeah, heavily doctored. <laughs> heavily doctored episodes. <laughs> no, I like it, man. I appreciate you coming down. We're in the new studio. Yes, You dude. feel me? You got the setup, dude. It's we're nice trying. in here. We know we're trying. We got some lights in here. We got some new mics. We got uh, some new feng shui. Yes. And uh, yeah, man, more to come. More to come. We got some awesome artwork coming from uh, one of the homies. We got uh, some. Oh, yeah. Ca- Annie's got a painting coming, yeah. doesn't she? Annie's got a. Uh, she's going to start working. She actually just wrapped up her Gia painting, which is just like phenomenal. Dude, I saw that. Did you see that? that? Yeah. Sick. Pretty dope. Uh, yeah, Rothcom Annie it. on Instagram. Uh, definitely check her out because very talented. You know, I mean, she just makes great artwork. And uh, like when Christian and I do the Sound Tribe podcasts, we're just going to talk about SCS9 for two or three hours. Yeah. I'm going to bring like maybe the, four or five. Uh, maybe four or five. We'll see how long it goes. It'll, that one will probably be <laughs> one of the longest episodes. <laughs> Set aside the whole afternoon. For sure. But uh, I'm going to bring like the Love tri- Tribe uh, painting down for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's sweet. Dude, she's you know. got such like a unique style. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like you could tell it's hers, but it's so, it's just like really fun. For sure. And it's like, like when you reach out to artists, you got to let artists be artists mm-hmm. in their realm, you know, for sure. Like when I asked her to do the, the podcast painting, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, like something in the frame of the brand logo, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be specifically that. Right. But just have the, you know, RMT somewhere in there. Yeah. That's like distinguishable. Yeah, for sure. And outside of that, I really ain't got notes for you. Right. Just do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, dude, she's super talented. I love her work for sure. Well, it's just cool to like to just spread that creativity mm. and like utilize people's creativity. Like I, I bring it back to even with you with the brand logo. Mm-hmm. Like I was reaching out to this dude uh, through DM on Instagram to make me a brand logo. And then I was like, well, why would I pay some stranger? That I'm enough to like hassle with to get things done and shit, or yeah. I could just hit up the homies. Stranger danger. I'd rather pay the homies, that and then like be able to work with them if I need mm. something, and like it just it yeah. just makes sense. Like use the network around you. I don't think a lot of times we utilize the people around us. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. And we look for like these exterior like I gotta go find someone. Like you don't have to go find anyone. Mm-hmm. They're here. Yeah, you for know, sure, dude. It's definitely like it motivates like the whole network of people to be creative too. Like when you see you doing a podcast or like somebody making music and like mm-hmm. somebody doing photography, then it's like, oh man, like, yeah, it gets you inspired to like start doing your creative thing too. So it's definitely fun. Like, like you said, being around people and like just, it just breeds even more creativity. So definitely. when you get somebody on the line to make you a painting, then it just keeps rolling from there. For sure, dude. And, dude. and looking at this winter, like if we're going to be locked down and shit, then let's have a reason to come over. 
you know yeah let's do a podcast sure. and hang out and kick it and, yeah you know like last winter we were so unprepared like going into spring we're so unprepared of what we're getting into but this time around we know what's up yeah like we got we got our masks <laughs> we got some activities to fill up our time in winter you yeah. know and uh just having like the realistic expectation that i'm not gonna see our favorite bands and just yeah. live the life that we got to at one point in time. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, it's going to be longer this time around because it kind of hit us in like around St. Patrick's Day, I think, was when Man, everything got shut down. Well, like, that's right. March, right. Bro. I agree with that. We're about to be going long. But this fucking thing's through. been here. True. Like the first case was reported December 31st, but like our friend had it in January. They're pretty confident, you know? Uh-huh. They, they went to the doctor. They couldn't. Um, they couldn't diagnose exactly what it was. Gave him some flu medication. Three weeks later, it was gone. Yeah. That person's also a rotten liar. Rotten liar. <laughs> rotten. Conspiracy. Conspiratist. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracies have been fun, though. They the have conspiracies been, fun. have been great. Yeah. What's, you know? what's the wildest one you've heard? Or just. Well, the wildest one, obviously, is Alex Jones saying that Trump is trying to take down the child sex traffic trafficking ring which is the u.s government it's just so fucking like bonkers and it's like you want to dismiss them right Mm -hmm. but then you hear about like clinton and epstein and you're like well there are some ties (laughs) here but it's never to the level that that alex jones takes it to yeah there's always a few missing links in the it's not even missing links it's like he'll have a like one percent truth but he just sabotages it with so much, like, I don't even want to call it entertainment, but that's really what it is. Yeah. It's him just like making it entertaining and like these out there theories. And really, you're just, he's speaking to people that their community is the same type of folk. They don't see like the outside world at all. And they're just thinking like everyone's coming for him, you know? Yeah. The government's after you, yeah. everyone's after you, the left's after you. You know, they're coming to take all your rights, take your guns, take your freedoms. Mainly your guns. Mainly your guns. <laughs> Dude, but he screams it, though, so he has to be confident. Well, he screams it, and he gives himself a heart attack, and it's just <laughs> yeah, like, jeez. Do you, so do you think his shows or, like, his things are just all, like, meant to be, like, a TV show? Like, it's meant yeah. to be, like, Survivor or something? Yeah. yeah. I see it's that. like Fox. It's like uh, CNN Yeah. for conspiracy people. Yeah, true. Where there is like a <laughs> that is their uh, news. There's like a one to five percent truth in there, up to ten percent. I'll give them up to ten percent, and on all of them, Fox, CNN. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it's just your tribalistic team that you're like hearing what you are viewing as being correct. Yeah, because that's all this shit is. Right. It's people sitting on Facebook, sitting on their emails, sitting on cable TV, hearing this one side feeling a feeling like the other side's getting misinformation and they're getting mm. the right information. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the left to the right. You know, everyone feels like they're getting the right information and the other team's getting the wrong information. All you're really doing is hearing people on your own team talking shit. Yeah. It's a very, that's human. all it is. <laughs> For sure, man. It's a very much like a, the human condition to want to hear 
what we want to hear. I mean, I feel like I'm guilty of it sometimes too. Like I'll find myself are. like reading shit and then I'll like, I'll like kind of see something that maybe I don't want to hear. And I'm like, Oh, I'll skim past this paragraph. And I'm like, all right, no, 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 I gotta, you know, I gotta hear the story, but like, I'm guilty of it too. You know, you want to hear, you want something to back up all the things that you've been saying to your friends. Or right. You don't want to hear. Or, or like the positions that you want to take. Yeah. And that's where the ego ties into it. Like when you see all those, uh, silly fuckers in Michigan, you see that oh, they went down with the, the polling in Detroit. Yeah. Stop the Stop count. The count. Yeah, they Stop. just want to observe. <laughs> now, how hypocritical is that the party that's supposed to like be fighting for your rights, like the right. government can't take your rights away. And then they don't want, don't want to count votes of American citizens. Yeah. Like that's, that's so hypocritical. <laughs> right. It's just like, well, my team would win if we do this. And I know it's against everything that we're for, but yeah. like if my team won, that justifies it. Yeah. And it's like, but it doesn't. Yeah, dude. It's but so, it doesn't. It's so crazy how many people think, like you said, like it's all, this is about democracy. This is about draining the swamp mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How many people think that this is really what that is? Like they truly think that's what it is, even though it's the complete opposite. And Here's what happens to a Trump supporter. I worked with this guy. <laughs> mental analysis. No, I, I, I worked with this guy and he's not dumb. He's really smart. Uh-huh. This dude... Build this dude built a gigantic table, put a TV in the middle of the table with a glass top so they could play that Dungeons and Dragons shit. And like, so the cars are around and the TV's around. They got an iPad. Like, it's this dude's just building this in his garage. Like, he's not a dumb person at all. Yeah. And it was right when Trump got elected and he comes over and he's like, you know, when Trump was like, you know, I've been president for two weeks. I've done more than any other president in the history of presidency. And so he comes over and he, he repeats that to me. And he goes, and then he's like, you know, I don't want to talk politics. And I go, well, you can't say stuff like that and say you don't want to talk politics. Right. So let's talk politics. What do you have to back that claim up? Well, he just uh, banned six countries from being able to enter the U.S. And I go, well, what was the threat? Well, it's not that there's a threat, but there's a possibility of a threat. So we're going to stop it before anything happens. Like, okay. So with that aside, what other point do you have? That that in two weeks, he has done more in his presidency than any other president. And he couldn't say anything. And I go, see, that is the issue. Because he can just, Donald Trump can just say things and his supporters, it's true. Right. There doesn't need to be facts. There doesn't need to be statistics or anything to back it up it's just said and it is what it is and that is a real problem (laughs) like you are completely losing objectivity a hundred percent yeah like you know i'm not a big biden fan yeah but at least when he starts talking some shit Mm. kamala's like well here's some stats like yeah there's something to kind of back it up jamie pull that up yeah Everyone needs a Jamie and Donald doesn't yeah. have that. Donald's yeah. the same shit. Donald is like Alex Jones where he just goes on these rants. <laughs> Alex Jones. You know, what I thought today, dude, I had this really great thought. Like, so <laughs> Donald Trump's out of presidency, right? What does he do next? He should go into stand up. Think about it. Think <laughs> about like it. I know what he's going to do next, but he could tour the country. He already has supporters around the whole country. <laughs> yeah. And he could go hit all these spots, pack out places, yeah. 30, 40,000 people, <laughs> you know? And all he has to do is go up there and talk shit. 
That's all he's been doing this whole time anyway. Yeah. Dude, I would go see him do stand up. Yeah. Think, you know, if he was going to go rag on Biden right. and stuff, like, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. If it was from a comedic perspective and not like someone that we're actually supposed to like have this high level of, not saying you're not having like a high level of respect for a comedian, yeah. but like the president has like this aura around it uh-huh. and you eliminate that. And he just goes on tour and starts <laughs> yeah, rampaging great, people. I don't think you're going to eliminate that aura. <laughs> That's not going anywhere, buddy. The pres- the former yeah. president of the United States yeah. is on his <laughs> yeah, 20th <what>? show. <laughs> the dude who shits on a golden toilet is <laughs> going to go on tour making fun of himself. <laughs> not himself, everyone else. Yeah. I wouldn't expect oh, him to dude, go on tour. Ro- like, he roasts people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, I, he wouldn't roast himself yeah. at all. He, I would he, take a roast. He thinks himself too high like he thinks too highly of himself yeah. to roast himself but if he just went on tour and just started roasting biden yeah and kamala and nancy and just went <laughs> on a rampage dude it'd be I, fire i would love to you fired i would love to get roasted by trump i would love to know what my nickname would be you know but trump was roasted he they had a comedy a, central roast for donald trump yeah yeah dude, it was like two years before he became yeah president. it wasn't that uh and long it, ago at all and dude it did not seem like I think he had mentioned running for president then, but it was just like, ah, whatever, this guy's not going to be the president. Because he's always been full of shit. Yeah. But it's Obama's fault, dude. You know it's Obama's fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Obama, like, Donald was talking shit, and Obama replied, well, I'll always be one thing, or I'll be one thing you'll never be, and that's president. Obama said that Obama to said that. Oh, that's what has sparked the Trump oh. presidency. And here's one thing. When you talk shit to spoiled, rotten, rich cunts, they take that to heart. Yeah, this dude definitely does. And he did. And then he won. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a fan of Trump, but like from afar, <laughs> it's such a wild story. You dig it? Like, <laughs> you dig the like if I would watch the movie, I would pay money to go watch the movie in the theater. Like if someone came up with this <laughs> yeah. idea of like the president talks shit on someone and he is like his ego is so sensitive that he's like, <laughs> I will pour billions, billions, I tell you, <laughs> billions of dollars into this campaign. <laughs> and I'll be the greatest president the United States has ever seen in the entire history of the United States. You know, <laughs> you know, that's how he was in yeah, his dude. office. Just going on a rampage For about sure, it. Dude. You're living the movie, boy. And he, <laughs> we are living yeah. in the movie. One step better. Oh, it's crazy! And like, you know, Showtime already made a full like series out of the whole James Comey FBI situation. Oh, did they really? Dude, it's ridiculous. Is I was. It, I'll dude, show you a trailer after. Oh my god! The guy they played Trump. He. And look, I know Trump ain't like the most in shape person, but they made uh, him look look like a fat fucking pig really? in this Showtime <laughs> show, bro. And he it just does this. He always, he just like he always looks like with his his front t-shirt and like Trump does that from time to time, but he doesn't look like that always. They made yeah. him look like a caricature and I can't watch it. Cause I know it's all yeah. bullshit and it's just propaganda, <laughs> Dude, but like he's kind of like a human caricature. He's, like he's a, a human troll. Came to life. He's a human, like a, if the internet was in a person, that's Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like who else could be the most powerful man in America and just want to yeah. sit on his iPhone tweeting? <laughs> and just tweet at like two so a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's so many times where I'm like, gee, like, dude, I'm not nearly as busy dude. as this kid. And I'm like, dude, I mean, his tweets are coming up every two seconds, bro. He's busy as hell. He got a hot wife. 
Like, you know the man's busy. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, he finds the time to <laughs> sit on Twitter. Dude, it's like... roast of random people. Yeah, right. People that, like, pissed him off 10 years ago. I worked with this... Uh, he's an old... Like, not old guy. He's just an older guy. And uh, he made a comment to me at lunch one time, like, I just don't think that anyone in this country should be able to talk down on our president. Yeah, I've heard and I go, say that too. And I go, well, what if your president goes on Twitter and just starts feuds with random people? What then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Outside of you being like in Russia where you definitely can't do stuff like that. Right. And it's odd because it's like those people are so for freedom, but you mm-hmm. realize that is freedom. Like yeah. freedom is being able for you and I to sit here on a podcast and and talk about these issues openly uh-huh. and not worry about the government coming to break down our door because I don't agree with Trump or I don't agree with Biden, yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's so many countries where if you aired this in a couple of days from now, they'd be knocking on your door with yeah. guns. And, um, I wouldn't get to episode 11 or 12, I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, this is enough. Yeah. <laughs> get halfway through the first one. <laughs> dude, but yeah, and it's just like, I've heard people say that too. I remember like when he first got elected, there was somebody saying um who and, and these people bashed obama like crazy and it was mm-hmm. like every president has been under scrutiny if, since the beginning of time like everybody criticizes the president he can never do anything right 100 percent. it's an impossible job for sure and people like and dude somebody was like ah he's like everybody bashes i don't think people should be allowed to do that i don't think they should be allowed <laughs> to president bash <laughs> like that should be a crime written in the bill of rights president bashing bro like you know how many hell? problems that would cause like, if we couldn't talk shit on our president in this country, and especially in our country, Dude, where I'd we are a melting pot, huh? I'd be out if we did that, man. If, they, if you started a thing where it's like you can't speak ill of the president and made that illegal, I'd be like, that's... It'd be impossible, bro. We are a melting pot of different cultures. Right. We are a melting pot of different societies. We're going to have opinions. You know, we're going to have differences. And that's okay. The differences is like us coming together to talk about it, in a peaceful manner. And that doesn't mean things don't get heated. That doesn't mean that we can't get a little feisty. But yeah, once you cross the line to physical violence, then it well, it really starts getting getting questionable into like a rebellion, like a revolution. Yeah. You know? Like it doesn't need to get to that. But like I've never felt the need, A, to put my entire ballot in my front yard. Mm-hmm. And two, I've never <laughs> felt the need to go physically harm someone because they don't agree with me politically. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's been people that I wholeheartedly, like 95% disagree with, but I understand that they are a human being mm-hmm. and like their life experiences are just different than mine. Right. And that's why they view things differently. Yeah. You know, but like, I'm not going to exile my grandma because she likes Trump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's my fucking grandma. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, especially for our generation, there's so many people that start exiling people from their lives because mm-hmm. they're, like, a Trump supporter or something. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, for a lot of our parents and stuff, like, they just want tax cuts. Like, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, all the other craziness, they, it's just like, yeah, yes. like, it's, mm-hmm. it, it they're not like impressed by it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, people care about things that actually affect them for sure. And when they go on these rants about like Benghazi and all this shit, it's like, uh, like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's important, but like those things don't really affect us. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking COVID we're talking stimulus packages. We're talking, you know, growth in the economy. I mean, mm-hmm. those are things that, 
that were so important in this election. Yeah. And when you had one candidate that just kind of dismissed that and just had, you know, 30, 40,000 people standing, you know, in a crowd, no social distancing, mm-hmm. half the people not having masks on, you know, I mean, shit, dude, if I can go to a concert with 300 people, why is this asshole allowed to hold like events of yeah. 40,000 people? Yeah. Like dude. what? Just packed. <laughs> but you know, if Biden did that, that brother been croaked. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. You do realize we have gold number from Austin Powers 3 as our president. Now. Dude, I've never seen that one. Oh, I've only seen the first two. Dude, the only reason I would want you to watch it, because it is Joe Biden. Like, I I feel like he's going to get up there on, on inauguration day and just pull off a piece of skin and just be like, <laughs> I love God! And just eat. <laughs> He's just falling apart. Nothing would surprise me at this point. If that would happen, I would be like, hey, Craig called it. What do you know? I feel so stupid, dude. Because I just like, I really thought it's weird for like, it's weird to predict someone winning that you don't want to win. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you're just you feel like defeated. Yeah. I'm like, well, Trump's just going to win again. And then Mm. Michelle's going to come in four years and just sweep it up. You know, (laughs) Michelle Obama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a nice story. Oh, for sure. That dude, that's a good script right there. Well, look, if the Democrats really wanted to, if the Democrats really wanted to wipe out Trump, I mean, they would have went for Bernie. Yeah, but you know, Bernie was too. I feel like he was too, too crazy. anti. Too crazy. Yeah, dude. And here's the thing about Biden. Like, Biden, as much as like Trump did all the propaganda about like, you know, AOC is gonna bring her socialist agenda. Like mm-hmm. the Democrats don't give a fuck about any of those progressives yeah obviously because they've been giving bernie the shaft for decades yeah it ain't just these last two presidential runs bernie been getting the shaft bro Mm -hmm. and uh the democratic party i mean we don't really have this choice of like democrat republican you get the choice on democrat the clinton obama administration right which is joe biden (laughs) (laughs) that is continued still even since the 90s and I really do think the Trump family will start will be like that family for the Republicans. You think? Oh I'm yeah, like you got Ivanka, you got Jared. Ooh, you know, right, dude? Oh, dude, you're right, hey, bro. Like, you know, I thought uh, dude, the other Star day Wars. too. What if the first woman president was Ivanka Is Trump? Ivanka? <laughs> the woman, the women in America oh, would be torn, man. bro. Dude, that would be a hard one. Like the first woman president. <laughs> what if it's Ivanka? she wants to like get rid of abortion right off the rip? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, dude! Ivanka versus Michelle would be a heavy dude. bout right there. Yeah, man, that would be a good one. Ooh, that I'd, I'd we should pitch I'd that. Tune. We should pitch that to the writers. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. take it. Yeah, take it. That's a freebie. <laughs> Just give me some promo. I need a few more followers. Yeah, we, need a, we need a little bit of residual from that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be a good uh, showdown. Yeah, it's a good match. It'd be like a guarantee first woman president. Yeah, and it would like be this battle, you know. What if we were like fight promoters, like like how they put together? That's what it is. Put together fights, like we did that to come and put together like political matchups, dude. The the Biden Trump fight promoter was pretty good. <laughs> well, here's the thing with the with the Trump Biden fight. Biden was like the fighter that was like didn't he have to train? Like he just had to show up. Just got off the couch. Because he knew the that his opponent was just on drugs and like 
at some point he was going to fuck up. Yeah. And like, he just had to stay alive and show up when he needed to show up. But if he could do that, that his other, like his opponent was going to kill himself. Yeah, exactly. And that's dude. exactly what happened. hundred percent. Dude. He knew Trump was going to come in swinging wild. He was going to mm-hmm. punch himself out. He was going to be angry. He was going to miss a lot. Biden just had to move a little bit. He yeah. Had to keep his composure. And that yeah. was it. And then Stay coming, cool. in the, coming in the 12th round. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I really do hope, like, and we're, what's today? I think it's the 6th. November, yeah. So it's November 6th. So we're on day three. When we're recording this. We're on day three. Biden's like six electoral votes away from winning. This thing is far from over because Trump's yeah. definitely, like, uh, so I was watching Rising this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, which y'all should definitely check out because that's the best news source there is. You said it's called Rise? Ri- Rising. It's on Rising. the hill. And uh, Crystal Ball. Sounds like a cult. It's pretty culty. <laughs> 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 no, it's really it's a really cool news source because you got Crystal Ball, and she's on the left. She actually lived in Ohio for a while. Okay. Um, And she's lived in Louisville. So she's, like, very familiar with, like, this kind of area. Uh-huh. Um. And she's on the left, and then you got uh, Sagar, which is on the right. And, I mean, you know, they're not they're not going to, you know, take sides to the point where you know they're bullshitting you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally just talking. Like, it's, it's the news format, but they just present the news in a way where, like, you can tell they're not taking sides. They're critical of their own parties and the opposition. That's and good. they're just like sharing the truth, man. Like if it feels so refreshing to watch. I've been watching them for maybe like six or no, I've really been watching them since the start of the year. And, uh, it's been held. Like I like finding people that can navigate the bullshit and then just present what I need to know to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those two are the two that can do that. Yeah. That's you know? good, dude. That's rare. It's I, rare. And yeah. I try to get people on it. I mean, it's really weird with yeah, like our parents' generation. Out. They're like, I'll show you some clips upstairs. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbiased. It's but it's well produced and it's well thought out, and they have great guests. Like it's it's like a typical news show. It's just mm-hmm. done through YouTube. Yeah, and uh, like our parents' generation, man, they're just like, well, that's not real news. It's on YouTube, and I'm like, but that's what y'all don't get is the real news is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You guys get this watered down version. Yeah. You get. You know, these anchors that have sexually assaulted people for decades that get protected. Your Matt Lowers, your Bill O'Reilly, well, right. pretty much anyone at Fox, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your Charlie Roses yeah, and all of them, like whether you're on ABC or NS or NBC or whatever. Yeah, NSA. Well, if you, the NSA knows what everyone's <laughs> up to, but. <laughs> the NSA News Network. There's no secrets Jimmy did last night. <laughs> what if it got to that point? Where if you did something wrong, the NSA would like show yeah. some embarrassing shit you did. Here's your nudes. Here's your racist text. Ooh. Here's your, like whatever <laughs> yeah. would just embarrass the shit out of you, ruin Bro. your reputation. They would just release because they didn't like what you said. That's like some black mirror shit. Well, that's the whole TikTok thing. That's why TikTok, like Trump was trying to ban TikTok for a while there. Because it's a Chinese-owned company. Uh-huh. And the problem is in China, even if you're a quote-unquote private company, the government can access any of that stuff at any point. Like, you have to get... If the government shows up yeah. and says, give me your your data, you give all that data over. Uh-huh. So when you look at cyber war, you know, if you're on Twitter talking shit on China, they would just release all your stuff. They would, like, 
hack your phone, get all your contacts, release all your shit you don't want released to all your contacts. Like that type of cyber war shit. Dude, I would like to try that just to see what they would release on me. Just to see if they got it all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if they like release some just horrible stuff? You actually missed a few. <laughs> you know, like, oh, so, you guys got jokes on you, idiots. <laughs> I said way worse. <laughs> uh, dude, but that was the real concern though. with TikTok, man. So because it was a Chinese company, mm-hmm. you said the Chinese government has rights to all the data, right? So everybody, oh, dude, because so, there's no private companies yeah. in China. They got our boy on lockdown then. Yeah, you know. I'm well, <laughs> I mean, TikTok's never gone. Yeah, I mean, it's still here, and it, it never left. Didn't it, it got bought out by an American company, though, right? I think so. Yeah, it like had to be sold. It had to be sold. Point. Yeah, like a certain portion had to be sold because it's still a Chinese company. Yeah, it's just about I I don't know, dude. So I, I don't have money like that, so <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can scratch the surface. <sighs> um, well, dude, yeah, it's like uh, cyber war. I feel like is the next. The next, the wave. next frontier, you know, like there's going to, I mean, do you think about warfare, how it's evolved in the past? Like you look back on Braveheart and you're like, oh man, how archaic was it to like club each other? Like how archaic was it in Napoleonic times to like stand up like this and, oh, and just shoot at each other and just stand there? You know, like there's going to come a time where even shooting each other with machine guns and tanks is going to be like, that's archaic. You know, we'll just click a button and like wipe out some power grid or something like that and watch some people start to do death. that. Like, don't even put a boot on the ground. Where do we do that with drones? Exactly. You know? Yeah, drones are. We don't need started to with pilots. Bush. It started with Bush, and then every president since then, Obama and Trump. I mean, the drone strikes have just increased rapidly. So we're already there. You know, I mean, we could always, uh, we could already like essentially do an active war without even putting troops on the ground. One hundred percent. You know, dude. and as we get in further and further and like as more and more data is collected on, on all of us uh-huh. that is inevitable it really is For that sure. someone's gonna hack your shit post everything you don't want people to see and it's like mental warfare mm-hmm. like we're gonna ruin you instead of just murdering you and that's it we're gonna like torture you yeah and your mom's gonna see your dick and like <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing they're gonna say to you your mom's gonna see your dick and then we're gonna kill your whole country yeah we're, all that Not shit as, you talked on your yeah, girlfriend yeah. that's all coming yeah. out <laughs> stupid asshole like, we're gonna defeat you but not until your mom sees your dick first <laughs> just ruin you they'll yeah. mentally ruin we'll break you. you and then we'll defeat yeah. you i mean shit dude i mean that's not an unrealistic possibility yeah, I mean, dude, I think we could already be there. I feel like everybody always says, you know, like, oh, when's World War Three coming or whatever, you know, because people are kind of waiting for that World War Two type scenario where there's 100,000 people storming beaches and stuff like that. Like, I think those days are over, man. Hell yeah. I don't think you're ever going to see boats on the shores of California, of no. people coming up and getting mowed down. Like, that's, that's, that's archaic now, you know? Dude, that would be some shit, though. <sighs> Wouldn't it be? Because it's like, we were alive for the only attack on u.s soil you know 9-11 other than pearl harbor yeah <laughs> i mean come on i mean yeah i'm not i'm not dissing pearl harbor i'm just saying like like new york city versus you know hawaii true yeah the you low, know what i'm saying like like sure. you're talking about the heart of american consumerism yeah you know right and it was just World like trade pew, center pew. It's crazy to think, like, back in college, I was watching Loose Change, the conspiracy yeah, documentary. I've, I've classic. 
Oh my god. And watching I watched this uh guy from the New York Times, which is like totally not credible anymore, unfortunately. But uh <laughs> his story hasn't aged well. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> but he was breaking down like the uh why that documentary is so convincing. And it's really the imagery and the music. Cause then like I was like production value. Yeah. The production value, yeah, because like the music well. was so eerie and just felt like we were onto something the whole time. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know, dude. I don't know if 9-11 like was a conspiracy or not. I, I don't know because we don't talk to any of these people. I feel like there's a lot of information we don't have access to. What I do know though, is that that prompted us and began to some bullshit wars. Yes. And that is pretty, like, even from the mainstream media, it's pretty well established that that was, like, mm. all this fuckery for us to, like... Yeah, we're getting the wormhole now. I like it. Let's we're go. Getting, let's go to the loony bin. We got that voodoo ranger. Yeah, I might have to get another voodoo ranger since we're... Yeah, give me one, too. Yeah. Since we got one-way tickets to the loony bin. <laughs> <laughs> we got waters, too. I gotta stay hydrated and stupid. <laughs> you gotta give it its due. But yeah, dude, it's like, like I remember after nine eleven, dude, that, I mean, I know we were kids, but I remember feeling like there was this unity across the country. It didn't matter if you're mm-hmm. right or left or atheist or conspiracy theorist or whatever. White, black, we Hispanic, white, but yeah, exactly. Race cool. didn't matter. Class didn't matter. We were just all in it together mm-hmm. for like a week or two. And with COVID, it was the polar opposite. Yeah. You know, you just had the poor whites like, I won't wear a mask on American. <laughs> and then at the same time, they're like, that George Floyd had it coming. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, you're yeah. the fucking just dumbest person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> it is crazy. It's how we just cannibalized each other. The second it was like, all right, here's some adversity. Teams, <laughs> automatic teams. Close their doors and. Oh, dude, I remember I was in the grocery store right after, like, they're doing a mandate for masks. So there is no law, but look, it's just, like, common no currency. Like, clause. you have nothing to lose, bro. Unless if, if your breath is that ripe that you don't want to wear a mask, good thing we're at the grocery store. They sell mints and gum and floss and toothpaste. <laughs> like, they, they there's some op- mouth mouthwash. Like, they, there's some <laughs> options here for you, you know? And I remember walking in the grocery store, man, and... You know, like grocery stores, there's like two entrances that you kind of all meet in the center and go in the store. Yeah. And I'm coming in one way. This old guy's coming in the other. And there's this kid in the middle, you know, worker, said, sir, can you please put on your mask? Oh, I thought this was America. (laughs) So he puts his mask on because he's like one of these like weak old guys that like Uh wants to talk shit. But as soon as you tell him he has to, he's going to do it. But you knew if you blew on him, he'd fall over. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in produce, getting produce, and uh, for another customer is like, hey, man, like, can you put your mask up? Because he has his mask on his chin. Mm-hmm. It's just like some petty child shit. It's yeah. like, I'm going to put my mask on my chin because like, I'm not going to wear it on my face because like, you're not going to take away my rights, but I'm still going to put it on my chin. It's like, dude, we're doing this to protect you. You're mm-hmm. overweight. You're old. Like, We're all wearing masks so your dumb ass yeah. don't end up getting sick. 
I wish the cart guy would have told him that. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. <laughs> I wanted to say one of your old lines there, but I probably should. <laughs> but I know you know what I was going to say. I'm not sure what it is, but I can just imagine that it should be said on the air. I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. I will let you forget. I'm but yeah, dude, it's just like, it. we're doing this to help like you out, man. Yeah. And it's just like this total neglect of like, you're trying to take away my rice. Yeah. But then they would watch someone get murdered by a police officer mm. for almost nine minutes. Yeah. And there are babies. <laughs> They're like, oh, he had it. You know, he should have listened. <laughs> yeah. He should have listened. It's like, for, li- like a counter he can't still. listen because he can't breathe. Like yeah. the phrase, I can't breathe, isn't something that was just like made up or like sound good on a t-shirt. Like, right. that shit is because that shit has been said, Eric Garner. Right. Like, George Floyd, time and time and time again. They are, they're subdued. They're on mm. the ground, on their stomachs, with their hands behind their back. What else do you want them to do? Right. Let me lean on their spine. Let me lean on their neck yeah. for almost 10 minutes. What do you think is going to happen, yeah. bro? And, like, to me, it would really, like, frustrates me about like the George Floyd situation. When you see people on the right, watch what happened and be so concerned about your rights being taken away and they want to take away your guns and they don't want you to have freedom. It's like, what do you think that is, man? Right. Like that cop didn't only take away his freedom. They, he took away his life. Yeah. Like y'all should be rallying behind this. Like, right. Like, just because you're against George Floyd doesn't make you anti-cop. Mm. Like, I support police. I don't think defunding the police is a good idea at all. Personally. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. Like, there are so many people that are like, oh, oh, all cops are bad. Or people think that all black people are bad. And it's like, dude, there's good and bad of every type of person. Every person, Every type man. of job, you know. And it's just like, yeah, like, it blows my mind how, like, those people are like, oh, I have no freedom because I can't do this. But like you said, there's people <laughs> literally, like, you know, protesting for their lives, for their lives, man, for their, for their, for their grandkids, humans. Yeah. For their children, for their grandkids, because you know, like saying they're babies because they yeah, because free. look like in the eighties and the nineties, when, when our government was locking up black people for crack left and right, up and down, locking them up for weed left, right, up and down. Mm. It created, it broke these family trees. Right. I mean, you took the fathers, you took the mothers out of the home mm-hmm. and look, I'm not going to sit here and say that crackheads are the best parents, but the fact that we never gave these people any sort of outlet to get help. Mm. And then when the opioid epidemic came, white people are like, Oh, I guess just saying no, wasn't so easy. Like it's not that basic of a concept anymore. It's about, taking these issues that are public health issues and treating them that that way. Yeah, for sure. We don't man. treat them that way. Like in Europe and Switzerland and Netherlands, they have centers now. If you're addicted to heroin, you could go there. They give you healthy heroin or you can have a therapy session. That's awesome, dude. And what happens is like so the you know, heroin addict, oh, free heroin, they go. Then they go again. Then they go again. And eventually they're like, you know what? I, I will. It sounds so ridi- like uh-huh. ridiculous to people that aren't familiar with that culture. Uh-huh. 
But the reason people are doing drugs isn't because they love doing drugs. It's because they're suppressing. It's because they're trying to mask. They're trying to not deal with something. Yeah, they're trying to escape. They're trying to escape. And so when you give them a healthy outlet to just like, here's some free therapy. Here's a place to stay Mm -hmm. that you can sleep here tonight. And if you want to wake up, we have breakfast and... Uh, another therapy session for you to go to like we bitch about our tax money where they go to where all this money goes to a lot of it goes to our prisons goes to our jails to feed and clothe all these people that we lock up for these mundane charges if we shifted that money to rehabilitation centers the crime would drop Mm -hmm. the drug abuse would drop the overdoses would drop and for people that were so anti-pot, now that they're seeing how the opioid e- epidemic is just like taking over, and they're really realizing things like pot and psilocybin from mushrooms are not like these devil end of the world scenarios. It's these fucking pharmaceutical companies that are shoving all these pills down your throat. Oh, hundred percent. You know, for sure. it's it's companies like OxyContin that are going to pay two billion dollars in fines, and no one goes to jail, and the government takes the big chunk of money, and everything's okay. Right. But we're going to lock the black dude in the trap house up mm-hmm. for having a gram of heroin yeah. for 20 years. And right. now our tax p- dollars are getting paid to house him, to hang out with other criminals, to do drugs and sell drugs in jail. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like you go to jail and you get fixed. Yeah, You yeah, go hang out with worse criminals, right. the worst of the worst. Yeah, And it's not like you get clean, right. you know? I've known former POs, and they're like, if you think there's not rape, if there's not drugs in every fucking prison in this country, you're you're not being realistic of the situation. Yeah. I mean, why would there be? You know, there's no, like, I mean, there's not nearly as much, like, you know, there's no effort towards rehabilitation. It's just people locking them in cages. Lock them in cages with other people with the same problem. Right. With people that have access to what they need. And that's all it is. It's the supply and demand. Mm. And it's also like, if the war on drugs worked, then why is fentanyl taking over? Mm-hmm. Like, why is the opioids just keep leveling up? Yeah. You know, there was heroin, and then we did Oxycontin to get people hooked on opioids. And then we did, you know, so then people got on heroin. And then they did fentanyl because you could buy, like, a really small amount. Mm-hmm. And, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like, it just gets to the point. It's just like, what are we doing here? Like, can we just hit the pause button, take a third-party perspective, <laughs> I wish and just we could be hit the like, pause button on a lot of things. Well, it's, it's not taking the pause button, like actually hitting pause. It's just taking a breath and looking back and saying, "Hey, like, are, what are we doing here? What is the result? And is it the result we're looking for? Because mm-hmm. all we have now is generations of families broken up. The drug abuse has only gotten worse. The you know, in 2019, America broke the record for our suicide or our uh uh overdose deaths in one year it, man and that was pre-2020 now that there's tens of millions of people yeah. out of work yeah now in suit dude suicides and overdose are just two things are just so on the rise and it's like you know there's just such a problem with like mental health in this country and you know physical health just it like it's all like balled into one and I think it all comes down to, dude, just like you were talking about earlier, like about you said then Europe is where mm-hmm. they're doing those heroin facilities. It's like, dude, other countries, you see them do that, and it like really makes you realize that they don't give a shit about the health and the well-being of the citizens in this country. Like I saw – this was like a couple months ago, but I saw this tweet 
it was like uh, in Sweden or something like that. They just made the PTO for um, like paternity leave for like newborn uh, for fathers that mm-hmm. uh, just had children. And it was like they just up their PTO to like six weeks after after their baby's born. And I'm like, dude, like moms are lucky to get PTO in America. And they're like, and it's like because, and the, the tweet said, it's like because the study shows that the baby's happier and the mom is happy, like recovers quicker if the dad is there with the baby too, like right after the birth. And that then, makes no sense. Yeah, right. That's stupid, man. <laughs> You're telling me if the mom had a partner to help her out yeah, with the baby, right? it would go better. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> This anarchy talking. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I want downfall, man. <laughs> I don't get that either, man. It's just like, if you take care, and I always, this is what bothers me about companies. If you take care of your people, your people mm-hmm. will take care of you. Yeah. But with so many of these companies, it's take care of the company, and then when it's time to take care of them, well, it's business. Yeah. Now it's business. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You got Well, the it, needs yeah. of the business don't fit that. So right. we're sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. Yeah, dude. America's a greedy machine, dude. That's, we're just, you know, like you said, like business and stuff like that. And It's all about the bottom line, man. Yeah. Dude, just. When you get into those bigger corporations, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on big corporations, man. I mean, that's why we live the lives we do. We live the lives we do because trucking has gone to the places it has, Mm. you know? I mean, if it wasn't for the trucking industry, we would, I think that's what people really got like, maybe like a mind shift on when COVID hit. It was like, now there's appreciation for that grocery store worker. There's Uh appreciation for that truck driver because but nobody does though well no one does now <laughs> because now that everything's up. back to like yeah. somewhat normal people are like oh fuck them yeah but if they like they're gonna wait an extra minute in line at the grocery store they're shitting on the 16 there's no more toilet paper <laughs> i need 16 things of toilet paper in case <laughs> <laughs> some 16 year old kid that just cleans your shit off a toilet and you're yelling at him because you <laughs> scanned like your debit card machine isn't working it was like uh it's like the aliens play like a mean trick on us in march with the toilet paper like we should just fuck with them and like of all things to get not canned food not like, <laughs> I feel like sustainable <laughs> things that could like keep you going yeah. they're like get them to stock up on toilet paper <laughs> it's like bro you can find things to wipe your ass with like yeah. <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. the worst thing you need yeah like, yeah get off your high horse you need canned you food toilet paper oh my god bro you know it's crazy bro toilet paper on the regular i just can I tell you household objects? Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, I haven't bought tell- Clorox wipes all year. Oh, dude, uh, I think I had some in the very beginning, and then I ran out, and then that was it. I, I knew that like people would just flood their houses with it, and it's like, dude, that's doing more harm for you than good. Yeah, it really is. All those chemicals in the air, just like all over your hands, all over everything. Like, oh shit, dude, it's too late for that. Get that hand <laughs> sanitizer. I already got like my skin peeling off. But it's just, but like what you were saying before, man. It's like. Our country's so unhealthy, and when COVID hit, people try to make it into, you know, it's Donald Trump's fault, it's Nancy Pelosi's right. fault. The fact of the matter is, regardless of who's in charge, our nation is unhealthy. Yeah. Half of our nation is overweight. Mm-hmm. And 37% of that 50% is obese. This is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the war on drugs, what we need to have a war on is war on sugar. <laughs> yeah. If we were really sure. talking about the health of our country, mm-hmm. we would talk about sugar. We would talk about caffeine. We would talk about building your immune system, mm-hmm. getting enough sleep, exercising. Exactly. 
But then if you do that, you're fat shaming. Right. Because when you're fat, you're beautiful. Right. And I'm not saying that you can't love yourself if you gain a few pounds, but you cannot sit here and tell me that you're living a fully optimal functional life being three, 400 pounds overweight. Yeah. That's just not doable. And you might tell yourself that that's okay. And it might be okay for the way you want to live. And that's the beautiful thing of being in this country. Mm. If you want to be on TLC, 600 pound life, do you boo? Yeah. You More power to you. Yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. But don't bitch when the COVID hits mm-hmm. and now you're dead because you repeatedly did not take care of yourself for decades. And I, and I, when people have a health condition and things go like, that's a whole nother situation. I'm talking about yeah. people that just clearly do not take care of themselves. Yeah. I do not take any sort of action. It's like, Oh my God. Like, there's this virus out. So I'm just going to seclude. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to react. I'm not right. going to adapt. I'm not going to adjust yeah. and I'm not going to move forward. I'm going to stay still. Right. And those are the people that get stuck in those mental traps, man. Yeah. Those are the people I worry about. Yeah, for sure. Or they're like, Oh, just you're they, stuck. They just want everybody else to fix it. Like, Jack, yeah, someone else fix it. Turn and this then, off. Hurry up. I, I, I don't, let me know when I get to come this. outside again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. It's like, I'm too unhealthy for this. Just turn it off already. Come on. I'm sick of this shit. Just like you Drake said, I do it. I'll do it for y'all and I'll do it for myself. Like <laughs> take that vitamin D baby. That's all yeah. you need. 500. I use or MUs, whatever the fuck you call. I'm not a doctor. Don't yeah. take my advice. Two letters. But <laughs> you're close. Two letters. <laughs> it's just like, like when you look at the, like, so the virus attacks the immune system. So what helps the immune system? Vitamin D, vitamin mm. C, zinc. Cool. How do I, how do I get those in there? Okay. Fresh oxygen, getting fresh oxygen, in your lungs to your brain, all that stuff. Exactly. Getting, getting sleep at night. It's just little shit like that. And the other thing too, is like when people say I have anxiety and stress, we all do. And it's not a negative thing. If you can channel that anxiety what some some people would say is like their depression. Mm-hmm. If you could channel that in a healthy venue like exercise, mm-hmm. like I was riding my bike today, I did twenty three miles. Yeah, and That's music really helps. You know, like yeah. I was listening to some live shows from STS Nine, and I'm just like hitting my groove, man. And if there's things that are on my mind that are like really weighing on me, mm-hmm. I figure them out in those moments, like going up a big hill mm-hmm. and like when you're fighting that inner bitch and you can just really <laughs> get to the core of yourself. Right. That is such a powerful moment. And I wish more people could understand what that's like. Mm-hmm. Cause when you have that stress and like the, the extra weight on your body and the knots in your neck and all those things accumulate and these keep getting worse exertion actually gives you more energy and it sounds so crazy to people that don't exercise, but actually when you exercise, you get more energy throughout your day. Boost your metabolism gets that wheel turning. dude, like it just like laziness breeds more laziness. Like when you lay around one night, you want to lay around the next night, For sure, lay around the next night. And it's just like, you don't get your juices churning. Like, dude, I had a moment like that, like maybe like a week ago where I was like, I really felt the power of exercise. Cause it's like, I was working pretty good overtime the past couple of weeks and like there are, you know, like a handful of nights where it's like, shit, I'm just, I can't even get to exercise. Like I'm too tired when the day's over. And it had, got, it had been like a few days since I'd done anything. And um, this one night I like, I went for a run. I forget what I did. Like, or no, 
I just got like a little workout in, like hit the punching bag for a while and like got like a really good workout in. And it was the first time I'd done it in a while. And dude, I like literally felt like something had just been like exercise, like not to say the word, like, like a demon, like what came out of my body. Like I was just, dude, it literally just felt like, oh man, I felt like the way the world was lifted off my shoulders. I got some great sleep that night and it's just like, it's all connected, you know, like if you, you know, your body stays healthy, it's, it's easier to keep your mind healthy, your, you know, mind, mm-hmm. body and spirit. Dude, it's, it's all connected. And I agree. Like, you know, it's like, not that you have to be like one of these Instagram models that has a perfect body. And it's like, you don't gotta be no. like that, but like, just like take, feel care good. Of, just taking care of yourself and exercising, like should not be looked down on, you know, like, and, it, and when I think about it too, it's like you and I have two good arms. we got two good legs. Like, think of how many people that, like, would do anything to be able to go for a run or ride their bike. Like, if they had a, a working body, like, they wouldn't just sit on the couch and, and get to 500 pounds and just eat Pringles all day long. It's like, I mean, your body is, is truly is a gift. And, like, I, I don't think it's, like, douchey to, you know, just to not take that for granted no. and be able to do things. Go for, you know, go running. Go play sports. You know, do whatever the hell you want. Go swimming. Go. It's a gift. And it's, like, yeah. your vessel to get through this life. Yeah. Yeah, it is you know? a pretty big one. And like, you know, if you went, it's like if you went to your car and put water in your gas tank, it is the car's fault for not running, but it's your fault for putting water where gas goes. Oh, shit. And it's the same thing with food, man. Like you're putting water where gas goes. You're putting, you know, processed beef that's less than 30% beef mm-hmm. and it's all preservatives yeah. and fillers and bullshit that dog and you're expecting about. that to run your car but if you would just get like athletic greens or something <laughs> there, here it in is, the morning here it is the there's my plug i really want them to sponsor me <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the first quick thought it's very expensive <laughs> so if they could sponsor that'd be dope but you know, do something like an athletic greens in the morning where you get all these nutrients. Yeah. You're just coating your gut with like these all this substantial athletic greens logo on the mics and everything. Uh, put it right <laughs> yeah, here, man. baby. Fuck that paint. We <laughs> put <laughs> athletic greens right <laughs> here. Change that painting. <laughs> I get a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just like the input output of it. Right. Like you would feel better if you just ate and drank better. Mm-hmm. Put down the pops, put down all this carbonated water yeah. bullshit. Like just right. drink regular water, hydrate yourself. Yeah. Isn't that wild? We have to like flavor and carbonate water. Flavor everything, bro. We got to flavor every single thing there is. Yeah. And we got to flavor the flavor things too. Yeah. I mean, Starbucks has made trillions off of just flavoring flavor. <laughs> the pumpkin <laughs> spice. <okay. laughs> like how many what are we what are we doing <laughs> yeah it's crazy how much you put on shit dude because it was like i think it was like 10 10 years ago no when i was 19 i went to europe for like a week and a half yeah and dude i remember eating the food out there i was like i was like what the fuck like i feel like i'm eating air like nothing had any taste to it because it's just like we just put so much shit on our food over here that's and interesting like, yeah. so my uh my uh, uncle and aunt, my uncle Steve and Aunt Cindy, had a foreign foreign exchange student come over when we were kids, uh-huh. and I think they were like from India or something. Okay. And like the way you were just describing food in Europe was uh-huh. the way they described our food. They're like it's bland. There's not enough to it. 
Huh. Because, you know, in India, they yeah, throw in all those spices yeah. and, like, the curry's popping. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, they he, they were eating our food. It's just, like, there's nothing to this. Because yeah. in comparison, yeah. you know, it's, like, flamboyant. Or like, it's, uh-huh. it's a different level of yeah. spice over there. It's not just, like, a bucket of grease and right. salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a bucket of grease and yeah. some ranch. Here <laughs> you <laughs> dipped a burger in it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, dude. And it's just like, look, I'm not perfect. I'll go eat a jalapeno popper. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not perfect, but at the same oh, time, dude, like... Oh, I know. You'll go off the Five Guys train every <laughs> once in a while. Oh, dude. I mean, tomorrow might be a Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it kills If we get through me. all these uh, voodoo yeah. rangers, yeah. I might have a Five Guys day tomorrow. <laughs> but, but look, it's like... There's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's like, there's nothing wrong with having like that that day. It's just like, fuck it. I'm getting five guys. Yeah. And I'm going to get fat. Cool. But it's on the consistent. What what food are you bringing in the house? What's your consistent diet? Yeah. You know, like, and then like even now knowing more about health and like eating right. Like even this morning, I felt like I should just like not eat bread today. So instead of doing like a peanut butter wrap, I put some peanut, like organic peanut butter out with some chopped apples, a little drizzle of honey. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Like you just keep taking it step by step. It doesn't have to be this, this huge leap mm-hmm. of like, I'm eating Cheetos and Fritos and Doritos and all the Eatos. <laughs> and like, I'm going to quit just, that and just go straight greens. Don't do that. Like just, just don't do that. Unless it's athletic greens, of course. Unless if it's athletic <laughs> greens, but that's not going to fill you up. I can guarantee you. That. <laughs> it's eight ounces of water, so, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that much on it. But it's just like, take those baby steps. Right. It's like if you have no fruits and vegetables, just implement a couple here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the ones you know you, right off the rip you might enjoy a little bit? Yeah. And it's like. No one wants to have that conversation with themselves about their relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a weird term. I know you're immature, so you're not gonna. <laughs> you're gonna have a reaction to this. <laughs> but the concept of mouth pleasure, like we, you're right. You're one hundred percent right about that. One. <laughs> so, the concept of mouth pleasure, like when we go in go to a restaurant or pick up food, go to the grocery store. Our first question is, what does it taste like? Yeah. How is this going to give me mouth pleasure? How's it going to give me yeah. mouth pleasure? Gonna, <laughs> but we don't, we don't ask like, what are the nutrients? How much fat? Mm-hmm. How much sodium? You right. know, what's going to make me like, what's going to give me like that satisfaction? We never ask, how will this make me feel? You ever go to a, a restaurant and ask the waiter, how will this dish make me feel? Yeah. Dude, he would look at you like you're a crackhead. If you oh, for that. sure. They're like, uh, like fool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna call nine one one right now. This guy's a serial killer. Yeah, we gotta exit this guy <laughs> out, the, out the premises. Yeah. So it's like we don't ask those questions, yeah. and that's why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's part of the reason why we are where we are. Like I said, it doesn't matter who the president was. Mm-hmm. Any virus is gonna run rampant through this country because yeah. we're unhealthy. For sure. Plain and simple. Yeah. You want to run an economy, run a nation off of fast food, alcohol, cigarettes, caffeine. Mm-hmm. This is what you get. Yeah. And when people give me blowback about things like athletic greens, well, it's a hundred dollars a bag. Well, if you do the math, it's like less than four dollars per serving. Mm-hmm. You probably spend more on that 
on coffee per day. Yeah. For just to feel like shit in four hours. Yeah. For or sure, you spend man. just as much on a Coca-Cola to feel like shit in yeah. four hours. Where if you did the athletic greens, that starts you off on such a great pace for the day because it's not a bell curve. That's what cat. Let me get on the video. Yeah, this is what caffeine does. It's a bell curve. So you have a high and then you crash. Nice. Sugar, you have a high and then you crash. When you have actual nutrients <laughs> that mm -hmm. are designed to make your body work in an optimal performance mm -hmm. way, right? there is no crash. For sure. Because yeah. you're just going. And that is where I want to be, and that's where I've been, and that's where I'm going to continue to be. Mm -hmm. And I really want other people to get on it, man. I mean, I it's annoying. I've been pushing athletic greens to everyone. I've been pushing vitamin D and all that stuff because mm -hmm. it's like I want everyone to be healthy. And people want to sit on their ass, watch TV, you know, cover cover your face with a mask and wash your hands. Do that. Right. But there's a long list that goes with that. <laughs> yeah for sure that's what that's not if you just do those things that's not going to yeah. get you that far yeah and nobody focused on that it was all, like you said yep. it was just like just cover your mask or put a mask on do this it was never like how to be healthier how to and be healthier like, we don't want to have that conversation yeah. because there's such a big business behind it right i mean even the nba the fucking free throws are like sponsored by taco bell you know yeah, <laughs> it's oh, like for sure it's like even in the healthy aspects of our yeah, culture, we're right. still like, well, kill yourself with this. Yeah. You know, toasty. Like even on the uh, championship game, even on the, I, I'm going to release the podcast. I'm going to release yours first. And then the one I did last night after, but we were talking about a uh, KFC commercial. Mm -hmm. I saw this KFC commercial. Cause I don't see a lot <laughs> oh, of, I don't see a lot of advertisements. Yeah. Me neither. I pay like YouTube premium and that's really what I watch mostly. Uh -huh. And it's like, I just don't see a lot of ads. I saw a KFC ad. I was like, man, that looks good. Like, no wonder. And then I was talking to one of the homies and they're like, dude, I saw a commercial like that too. And I, I, oh no, I was getting my hair cut. And my barber was like, dude, I saw a commercial like that too. And I, I went and got some, nothing like the commercial. Like, <laughs> what? not even Damn, close. That commercial must have been pretty good. But that's what happens, man. Yeah. You see these commercials well, like, oh, it looks good. Commercials. And Huh? They're plastic. And most oh, for of the sure. Well, and like between those, that and Photoshop, shots. yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's all not real. Right. It's got like sunlight and I get that. And I get mm. that. I guess it's not gonna look the exact same, but mm. like, not to compare, but like, I know what I'm getting from Chipotle. Yeah, for sure. And you know what you're getting from McDonald's and you have to be able to recognize those differences. Mm. Like when you look at meat, if it looks like a sponge, it's processed. Plain and simple. Yeah, if it's if it's chicken like is supposed to be wet. stringy. It's not supposed to be spongy. You open up a McNugget, that shit looks like the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like not even connected to the bread. And <laughs> oh, dude. It's like, uh. It's like some sponge with some pepper on it. Yeah. It's like and then thinking about that in your body digesting, uh, like you might as well eat gum, dude. I remember, cause I, I mean, I haven't eaten fast food like that in forever, like McDonald's, mm -hmm. Burger King, Taco Bell. Right. And I remember when I first like really was done with all that, you know, cause like everybody ate that like here and there and you're like 21 in college or whatever. Um, but dude, I remember there was, there was one time where I was like maybe 
two years or so since I had eaten anything like that. And I got like, I don't know what happened, but I was like, I got Burger King for one time. And dude, I literally had to pull over in my car on the side of the road because I felt like I was going to puke. And it was just like, dude, it just like went to show me like how shitty that stuff is to your system where it was like, I have, you know, like your body obviously gets used to that type of shit, but it's like, I wasn't used to it for a while. And I literally like my body was rejecting it. Oh, it was insane, dude. Like same here. Like if I have any of that stuff, like I'll get some fries mm-hmm. or something, but like I can't have meat from fast food anymore. Yeah. Like now that I, the only meat I eat is from a farm. So like any of that processed shit. Dude, I it, need to get some from there next time you guys go. I'm telling you, dude, come up whenever. Like we just stocked up, but finding like, especially in a place like Ohio, there's no excuse to have a shitty meat source. Mm. There's That's so true. much farmland. Like yeah. that, to me, even like where you are in Lakewood, like you could find a place around Cleveland oh, that yeah. has farm-based meat. For sure, dude. Even or in, farm-based yeah. meat, yeah. Even in like the biggest cities in Ohio, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, you literally could drive 30 minutes outside of downtown and yeah, in dude. like open land. And honestly, people bring that meat into the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there. It's one of the yeah. huge benefits of being in a state like Ohio. Like, Ohio gets a lot of shit talked on them yeah. or on us. Yeah. But, like, dude, we're yeah, a pretty awesome state. Like, we have a national park. We have three awesome cities. Mm-hmm. We have uh, we have this thing called privacy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where, like, you actually have space from your neighbor. And, like, but then when you see your neighbor, you say hi. And you have, like, conversations. Yeah. And, like. People are friendly in the Midwest. You get the old Midwest goodbye where it takes like six times to get people right. to leave. Yeah. But like it's it's no one's fault because everyone's like wants to stick around, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. A lot it, of good people. Like I remember uh being out in Cali visiting some friends and like it was just a different culture out there, man. It felt so fake. Mm-hmm. You know? And I love the people I visited and I love them to this day. Uh-huh. But like Seeing like the people they interacted with and stuff, it just felt so ingenuous. Which what part of Cali were you in? Oh, I mean LA. Okay. So I mean that's just like the breeding ground of just yeah. you know stereotypes and just ju- judgment. Really, yeah, the, it all comes down to judgment the Cali and ego. Stereotype is definitely like the SoCal, and it's just like people are more than their political vote. People are. are more than their religious affiliation people are more than their skin color people are people man mm-hmm. and at the end of the day all we want is food shelter and community yeah it's all we want all of us whether i have you know a jihad like wrapped around my fucking face and you can only see my eyeballs or if i'm a nudist like everything in between that we all want the same thing and we all act like we're all so different, but we're not. Mm. We're really not. True. Everybody wants peace. Everyone wants to, especially in this country, we just want to live our lives the way we want to. Right. And some groups get, um, you know, some groups get away with that. And some groups don't. Yeah, dude. America's the great experiment, man. Everybody wants, everybody wants their, their piece of the pie. You know, it's just like, I feel like everybody fights to have their existence be the one that reigns supreme yep and you know nobody really i mean like people kind of claimed i mean the the america's definitely been claimed you know but like it's still but it's like been up for grabs forever you know like this immigrant group comes in and they kind of make their stake and then this immigrant group came in and make their stake you know throughout hundreds of years and people 
you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's just a, such a sense of tribalism. It's like, who does America belong to? There's constantly like this fight over who it belongs yeah. to. And it's, it can't ever just belong to everybody. I know, I mean, man. It's, it's like, it can never belong to everybody. And then it always belongs to everybody. Yeah. And it's this right. weird thing that we go back and forth <laughs> yeah, on. Like, it makes me crazy, bro. <laughs> like, none of us would be here if it wasn't for immigrants. Right. Plain and simple. Exactly. No one would be on this on this continent, on right. this floating rock in space, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for someone in your ancestry moving over here. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always take immigration with a grain of salt. Because that's like... Right. That's that's all of us. Like we were, all of our families were in that situation at one point or another. For sure, man. But there's like, for some people in our country, we can't acknowledge that humility. We can't acknowledge right our, us putting our shoe or our foot in the other shoe. Right. It's you know? almost like having sympathy for the downtrodden in America is viewed as as weak. Yeah. You know, we've always empathy. It's yeah. It's like it's it's viewed as weakness. You know, because dude, America's founded on domination. Yep. You know, taking over. The, you know, this land wasn't meant for you guys. You guys aren't strong enough. We're gonna take it. It belongs to us because we're stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were built off of that, and it's just like it just trickles down through every aspect, and it's like the same thing with like the George Floyd thing. It's like if you admit that they might have a less existence than you, and and you can, if you admit that it's like you're weak, like oh you're stupid out of their level. Like what kind of well, <laughs> and it's such a stupid argument because like it's not like the phrase is "Black Lives Superior," right? They just <laughs> matter. How it's just is that? we're just asking it for it to matter. Yeah, we're not asking for them to level above us. Like right. we're just asking for them not to get murdered in the street in plain day, right? Plain sight. Like that's 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 all we're asking here. Yeah, it's crazy you know? that that's being disputed. That it's so heavily disputed. Like people are like, "Oh, this Black Lives Matter movement is ridiculous." It's terrorist, it's <laughs> terrorist, and like when people associate the word terrorist with Black Lives Matter, it's just well, they're they're burning down the buildings, <laughs> bro. They put that tag on whatever scares them. Terrorist, terrorist. <laughs> they're not terrorists, man. What do you think they feel like when the cops raid their house, like Breonna Taylor right. murders her and then nothing gets done? Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? The walls of the neighbor's apartment actually have more legal rights than Breonna Taylor's body. Yeah, because didn't they just got charged with endangering the neighbors or something like right. that? Right. Endangerment because yeah. he, sh- the guy, the boyfriend, shot off a warning shot. And then the cops returned fire with 32 shots with three officers. That's absolutely insane, dude. And then uh, conveniently, the body cam footage was off. Yeah, it always is. And uh, the report said that they didn't bust into the house initially, which was an obvious lie. Because Mm -hmm. if you looked at the door, they busted in. Right. And it was just so, so many lies. And like the Kentucky... Uh, Louisville government stood behind the law. Well, the law says, well, the law is wrong, motherfucker, because you just murdered mm-hmm. someone that when you went in their house, he was a legal firearm owner, had no priors. Mm-hmm. They found no drugs. They found nothing. And now this woman is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, and the cop was interviewed on uh, Good Morning America. He said, well, it's a tragedy. 
but there's just nothing we can do. And it's like, no, you should be held accountable. And it's not that we want to defund the police. We mm. want the police to be held accountable. Right. And that's where I can, uh, where I agree on the left on that issue. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with defunding the police. I mm-hmm. feel like if anything, they need to be funded more mm-hmm. and they need to be, um, we need to allocate the time. So we need to like have training be like 20% of the time. Right. And where we learn how to deescalate situations and we learn how to like not show up and then induce force. Like that's our only option is right. to like enforce there's some situations where you <clears throat> you got to show up and that's the mm-hmm. way it goes. Yeah. The Jacob are you familiar familiar with the Jacob Blake situation? Uh The gentleman that got shot 7 times in the back. This is in Colorado. I'm not exactly sure where it was, but essentially uh he was trying to get back into the car and the cop shot him 7 times and he died. Where he didn't die, he was paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was right outside of Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. In that situation, do I think he should have been shot seven times? No. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the situation: the woman, a woman, called the cops on this guy that was trying, that was causing an altercation. This guy had a warrant out for his arrest for sexual abuse. The woman that called the cops was the woman that he sexually abused. He goes, the cops. I didn't co- know about that. The cops show up, they taser him, and he, he withstand the taser. Yeah, I saw the video. So then he's walking around, and you can't tell if he's going to get something or mm-hmm. go to get in the car. Right. And I, again, do not agree that he should have been shot seven times in the back. 100%. But if you're a cop mm-hmm. and you know you have a sexual abuser that's mm-hmm. been convicted, that's out, that's like trying to take the car of the person he abused. Mm-hmm. If if I'm just part of that family, mm-hmm. I want the cops to show up. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying I want the, the, the cops to murder him. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, those high intensity moments. Right. And things are leveling up quickly, quickly, quick. He's in the car. He's getting something. He's right. got to go. Like, right. We have to separate these cases and not all categorize them in this one Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. A Breonna Taylor, a George Floyd fits in that. And I think when the NBA, remember, like the Jacob Blake thing happened, and the NBA mm-hmm. stopped, and they came back in the day, mm-hmm. and we were texting about it, yeah. and I was like. Because you you texted me, you said I'm happy that they're standing up for what they believe in, and I and I texted you back and I said I agree, but I think this particular case is bullshit, because I think they finally read the facts on the case and said mm-hmm. this ain't it, mm-hmm. this ain't the one we stand by, like the George mm-hmm. Floyd thing we stand behind, mm-hmm. the Breonna Taylor we stand behind, the Eric right. Garner thing we stand behind, but right. like this one ain't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. I and I think that's why the NBA came back because yeah. they realized like we kind of like again the cops shouldn't have shot him seven times, right? But they tasered him. They try to talk like they mm-hmm. try to talk him down. They taser him. Right. They he goes in the car to either get a weapon or leave. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen. 
for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree with what you're saying too, about like there needs to be more funding to like for training and things. Cause I was just thinking about that too. And, and that was like the first thing I thought when I saw the Jacob Blake video was, I mean, yeah, I agree. It was like, you know, obviously did he deserve that? Hell no. But you know, you're walking away from them to get into your car. Like after being tasered, yeah. after trying to already be like handcuffed yeah. and stuff like this is not like creates a situation yeah. where shit could go awry where it didn't need to be created. And, but like when I first saw it, the first thing I thought was it's, this is just terrible policing too, because it was for like, sure. because as they were tasing him, like they were just walking so slow following him around to his car and it was like, dude, go tackle him or something, you know? And then they shot Thank him. Thank you. And it was just like. So it's about having qualified police. Yes. They should be able to subdue that man mm -hmm. with just physical force. Right. Because I remember when uh, the protests really started to accelerate in New York City. And there was this video of this girl that looked like Brit. That looks like my girlfriend. That mm -hmm. is like not even a hundred pounds. Like, and I'm like, you're a police officer in New York City, and I know we're like in this age that everyone mm -hmm. has to be equal a hundred percent of the time. But right. it's like, honey, this ain't the job for you. Yeah. If you want to be a cop in like shit town, Nebraska, that's one thing. But like in New York City, you're gonna get demolished. The this yeah. city's gonna chew you up and spit you out. Right. And to put someone like that in a position like that is irresponsible on everyone across the board. Mm -hmm. Police should be able to handle things in a physical altercation by themselves. Not saying right. that they shouldn't have guns and they shouldn't mm -hmm. have pepper spray and they should have right. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They should, but they should also be able to handle themselves in a physical right. altercation altercation yeah they should be trained on disarming people and you know martial arts like martial arts yeah um you definitely do because like they shouldn't have to rely on just getting this gun out and just yeah and it was just like a gun's not scary yeah. to everyone dude yeah right but if you can subdue someone and mm -hmm. and if it gets to the point where you have to do that and i think sometimes on the left we get so like so trapped and like this peaceful, like everything's okay. And like, mm -hmm. if you just talk to him, like there's some people you can't just talk to for sure. Yeah. There's, there's some people that yeah. only physical force is going to get right. it done. There are definitely plenty of people out there that, that don't respect authority. And it's, and it, I mean, it could go back, you know, it could go back to the fact that authorities have not respected them for a long the time. Community. So it's like, why should they show respect? So it's definitely like something that I shouldn't even really I mean, speak that's on a this much because it's like, man. yeah, like it, this could have led to this, could have led to this. Because so. all those communities are yeah. being policed by people that aren't right. living in those communities. Right. So it feels like this outside force is coming in, mm. making change For where sure. you live. So there's reason to not trust. You know, there's plenty. There's of reasons, reasons on every yeah. side. And that's what I think we're really getting to here. No one's all the way right. No mm. one's all the way wrong. I right. think everyone's just accumulation of their life experience to this point. Mm-hmm. And when you have seen your, your, when you have seen police officers take away family mem members, mm -hmm. and then do the same right. illegal activities right in front of you, yep. you start losing faith in that institution, sure. and sure. it, and it sucks because it's like that one cop made that decision, mm -hmm. and now you feel like the whole institution is that way, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not and saying there's not everything. people in there that are like that, mm -hmm. but. That's not the whole thing. 
For sure. Yeah, dude, it, it goes both ways, you know, just because, you know, and there's so many people that do are respectful to authority and they still get shit on. And it's like, you know, and then one person does something where it's like, oh, well, he rose up against. Then it's like, then they spin the narrative. Like, well, nobody has any respect for cops <laughs> anymore. So it's just like, it's always getting spun one way or the other. But like you said, like, you know, it's it, it always goes both ways. And I think it just comes down to just everybody needs to be better to one another and it's like nobody there's so many people that don't want to do that like there's so many mm-hmm. people that want to be like so many cops that want to be like you know forget these people that don't respect us and there's so many people that are like forget cops and it's like i understand the hatred but it's like there will never be progress from either side until one group decides to be better than the other and say we're gonna put away our hatred we're gonna put away the past and we're going to start being respectful. And I feel like there was a lot of that that was going on earlier this summer. And then it just got sure. stifled by the politics of political it. machine trying sure. to turn us against each other. But I mean, like, yeah, just, you know, there. But it was encouraging to see that there is progress. You know, people like For the sure, videos man. of like of protesters working with police officers and vice versa. And, and it's, dude, it's such a bummer that that got stifled so fast like you it know, did like <clears throat> nobody thinks about that when they look back on the rear yep. of 2020 they're not not a lot of people are going to think about all those good moments that came in like the beginning of the protests there's so many good moments dude there's so many good moments and like we got distracted that's all what it came down to and we just got too into the tribalistic bullshit of it mm-hmm and that's what divides us. But in the long term, I think like we always have these rises every four years and then we just settle down because everyone has to accept. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, all right, someone gets elected and we all have to accept mm-hmm. that this is it for the next four years and this is what it is. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And the next time we can get all riled up again. Yeah. And they think it's going to be the end of the world. So Every time it's going to be the end of the world. Every oh. election is the most important election of our lifetime. And like, we just keep swirling in a circle and yeah. a circle and a circle and a circle. And it's just I, like, I do feel like this one could be though. <laughs> to be well, like, this one was important, I dude. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not important of ours for sure. I'm not going to down talk this election. I mean, look, this is important. This was, uh, when you look at the global, perspective of what america looks like right now we look like a fucking clown we're at a crossroads bro well you might as well look at look at us like a circus because we are we have a president that spreads conspiracy theories we have a president that doesn't have to anything he announces doesn't have to be fact i mean even him just saying he won the election yeah i can claim the election i can claim the election because i feel like i won it it's just like the weirdest thing to me about Trump is that the working class felt like he was fighting for them when he's never been that person. Mm-hmm. He's never not shit in a gold toilet. Right. He's never, you know, any s- trouble he's ever gotten into was paid off. Like there was, you know, when he talks about starting his own business, my dad gave me a very small loan. It was a very tiny loan. It was only like a million dollars. It's like, dude, not everyone's dad. Actually, 99% of people's dads can't get right. a, a million dollar loan from them on yeah. a whim because they want to start some random business. Yeah. 
I mean, that is literally the definition of the 1%. There's sure. 99% of people I can't do that. For sure. It was a small loan. It wasn't even that big of a deal. Honestly, I probably have been more successful if I didn't, didn't even get the loan. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> everything else is tremendous. It was a tremendous loan. Right. An incredible loan. It, you know, honestly, it was a small loan. It didn't even help me, and I yeah. made everything happen. And then I took, got a tremendous return out of it. <laughs> he really does it. sound like Dr. Evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you just hear him talk, you're like, man, you yeah. really sound like Dr. Evil. He is, man. I think he could be. This is an Austin Powers episode. He could say. be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, question for you, Crack. Okay. Two questions. Oh, shit. What are your hope? What's your hope for a Biden presidency? And what do you think is actually going to happen? Hope first. I hope, dude, I hope that he's just a moderate president who just comes in and just steadies the ship, doesn't rock the boat too much, and just, you know says shit to kind of heal some of the damage that's been done with as far as the division goes you know get some trust back because dude i feel like so many people that are like die hard on trump like they are so sold that the democrats are going to come in and they're going to destroy society and it's going to become complete anarchy like i just want him to come in and you know just have it be status quo you know and just prove to the people who were like oh this is going to be the downfall of society i want to prove to them that that wasn't the case well, it's so yeah. ironic because it's like obviously the Trump presidency played more into that role than it did. You know, it played more into the role of like the downfall to society yeah. than it would just going with the Democratic side. Yeah, for sure. Like he, the Democratic side would be more of like an even pace and like they, yeah. they say the right things, but they're going to do what they want behind the scenes. Right. Where Trump is just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. This is how I'm feeling. This is yeah. what I'm saying. This Curtain's is where I'm at. Off. You know? Yeah. Dude, here's my. We talked about like what Trump's gonna do after his presidency. Mm -hmm. So this is my like what I think he's gonna happen. It's kind of like, um, like I don't know how like into Star Wars you are, where it's not at all. All right, not at all. Well, there's probably plenty of other people that listen to this that will know what I'm talking about. Sure. But just like when like Obi Wan Kenobi gets killed by Darth Vader, he's like, "You can strike me down, Darth, and I'll just become even more powerful." (laughs) And he becomes like a like a hologram that follows Luke around everywhere. Like I feel like that's gonna be Trump. He's like, "You could beat me, but I'll just become even more powerful." And he'll have even more time to tweet about Biden's presidency. (laughs) He'll just be the peanut gallery from the sidelines, dude. But I think that's gonna happen. Um, But dude, what I think is gonna happen. I honestly, if I was, if I had to bet, since I know you're into these predictions, Mm -hmm. if I had to put money down, I would say maybe like two or three years into it, I'll say 2.5 years into it, he's going to be like unfit to, to rule. For sure. I I hate that I thought that to rule, like we're in Game of Thrones right now. He would be unfit to be king. (laughs) (laughs) But he is, though. Yeah, I feel like we're in Game of Thrones. I don't want Trump in there, but to think that some 78-year-old man that's uh, decrepitating yeah. in front of our very eyes yeah. during the election, to think four years from now, he's going to be... We'll be lucky if he's just the same. Yeah. But he's not going to be. Yeah, dude, you see like the pictures of like Obama before and after he was president. Like He's like this, you know, he's got completely gray hair after a year. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, but then again, like maybe he won't get to Biden. Maybe he'll like forget how much stress he's under on a day-to-day basis. Well, I don't think that... I think the Democrats knew there's a reason they went with Joe. 
because they knew that he's control controllable. Where like Kamala Harris got like some of the lowest votes there was when it came to like the Democratic nominee. So like this is really her time to come through and. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, man, because she's been a prosecutor for a long time and she's put a lot of people behind bars. So it's going to be interesting to see what stance she takes because, look, at a certain point, I agree with you. I don't think Biden is going to be that effective. Mm-hmm. And it's really going to be about the people around him, not so much the decisions he's making single-handedly. Right. You know, so we'll have to vibe it out. We'll see, you know. But at the same time, I think they'll project an image that will just make Americans and the global economy just more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It won't be this like off the whim, just like yeah. ridiculous. Like I think we wanted someone like we want someone radical in politics. Trump just wasn't that person. Yeah. yeah he was the guy that's going to talk shit, but never really back it up. Right. Yeah. You're right. Dude. Comfortable. That's definitely a word that hasn't been thrown around a lot in the last four years. Not much shit is felt comfortable, but that's good. It's, it's good. It's good that we got uncomfortable for a while because so many of these like social justice warriors and these like super mm-hmm. left Antifa types are sure. just like, this is what it could be like. Mm-hmm. This is what it was like for yeah. a very long time. Right. I th- and we have reverted back to the 60s in, in many different ways. Right, dude. I, th- I agree. I think it's kind of good that all this shit comes to the surface. It's kind of like, you know, defeating your own personal demons. It's like, if you just keep them repressed forever, they'll always be there. Mm-hmm. But if you bring them to the surface and you stare them face in the st- face to face, that's how you defeat your demons. And it's kind of like, I feel like there are a lot of like minorities who have known how shitty this country has been for a long time. And people like myself, for example, like I feel like this year really opened my eyes to, just how inju- like how many injustices there are on a daily basis like how people like of color feel walking around like terrified on a daily basis like i never really like processed that right. until like this year like and i still don't like process it completely it's just like like the, at the absolute maximum of my understanding is like what i can comprehend is like what i've been able to comprehend um it, you know and it's just like I feel like, you know, because of all the shit happening, it's like we can, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a minute, but it's like, because we can see this shit happening. It's like, we've thinking about this shit that we never thought about before. You know, we need to confront this. It's like, you know, like, so when, you know, like, I think there's a Chappelle bit when like Trump was elected president where there was like white people and black people in a room and like, like the white people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe that we're so racist. There's this pe- oh, people. Oh, that's an old skate. Yeah. yeah. And, Ch- and Chappelle and his buddy were and like, Chris Rock. Yeah. 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 Like, we, we fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and we've now, been through this. Yeah. And now that it's like bubbled to the surface, it's given like a lot of people like you and myself and all of our friends, like so much more perspective that it's like, wow, this is out here and we need to give an effort to change it because it's like until like, we really saw it, you know, it was like, it was just still going on and like, we weren't exposed to it. Yeah, exactly. Like other people live it and like, we just, we don't live it. And it's For like, sure. it kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to it. And I think one of like, dude, one of like the coolest videos that really, I mean, not really cool, but <laughs> you can't really like cool is probably not the best word, but, um, just like the, one of like the first videos that I watched, like really opened up my eyes. It was like when the first protest went down it was out in L.A., and I think, I don't even know, like, just something came over me. I was like, I'm going to turn on, like, the Fox News stream mm-hmm. just because I want to see what they're saying. Like, I want to oh, yeah. see what everybody's saying. 
and it was some lady out on the streets and you could tell that she was trying, like she was talking to some young black girl, maybe in her young twenties. And you could tell that she was trying to ask her questions them. to make her look stupid yep. to be like, why are you doing this? Like, why does destroying business justify your rights? And you could, and dude, this girl was with it. Like she was smart as fuck and she had an answer for everything. And she was talking about, she was like, she was like, we're trying to bring you down to our reality. She's like, this is how we feel walking through society on a day to day basis. Like I'm terrified everywhere I go about cops. Like I'm terrified that I drive a new car. Like people think that it's stolen. And she, she's like, she's like, this is our reality. This is how we feel walking through society. We don't feel a connection to society. And it was like, when I heard that I was like, Oh shit. You know, like they just like, you know, like they're just showing, like they're trying to show us like what society feels like to yeah. them. And it's like, cause like, you know, you know, white, suburban people like us, you know, who grew up, you know, with, with parents who worked and stuff like, Oh, why would you do that to society? Why would you do that to society? But like, there are so many other people out there who don't feel the connection to society because they're not respected by society. For so sure. they don't have the same compassion for society. Cause like, why the fuck would we like society shits on us? So like, we're going to show you what how you we feel. Yeah. You know? What do you and expect? It, yeah. And I, and I feel like that that's opened a lot of people's eyes to this year, which is really important. And it's really important for like younger generations going forward to have that perspective. And you know, you see it in the States, man. You see the way the map has turned blue. Yeah. Like Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, Wisconsin, like people are fed up and it's like, we thought that Trump would be even like for people like us that didn't vote for Trump, you know, Trump would be like this turning point in America where we're going to take it back to the people, power to the people. It wasn't that, man, mm-hmm. because he wouldn't stand by behind the people. The people yeah. were, you know, right when he got voted in the women's march, biggest march ever. Mm-hmm. Didn't stand behind them. Yep. BLM happens. Doesn't stand behind them. Mm-hmm. He'll get behind the person, the 17 year old with an automatic assault rifle, right. shooting people and, and killing call, people. And He'll get behind that person, yeah. but he won't get behind any of those yeah. other issues and label him a patriot. And look, he's, he's just so, it's just so past that point. Like either you're with him or against him. Yeah. And I think that the American people gave him a shot on the whole, because we wanted to shake things up in politics. We were Mm -hmm. done with the same old rhetoric and then they go behind our backs and just, you know, subdue themselves to wall street and Mm -hmm. the oil companies and the gas companies and like, Just the same things just keep happening. The idea of Trump was nice, Mm -hmm. but then it actually happened and we're like, you know what? We'll go back to the way it was like, (laughs) yeah, maybe it wasn't so bad. (laughs) That's the great uh, way to put it. The idea was nice. The idea was, (laughs) it was a good thought, but then it happened. Yeah. And then we had to deal with the ramifications of it happening. And then it was like, you know what? Yeah. I know like Joe's old and decrepit yeah. and just like yeah. probably not going to make it four more years, but like, yeah, I'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. He'll be good to us, dude. It's like being in a super shitty relationship where it's like, Oh man, if only this person wasn't crazy, <laughs> it would be a great relationship. Everything would be great if yeah. they just weren't who they were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if they could just do this, <laughs> But now we're just going to be with someone He's not going to get us that excited, but they're going to be good to us. They're going to listen to us when we had a bad day at work. <laughs> well, the thing is with Joe and Kamala, they're going to make it feel like it they're Kamala hearing us. Kamala? 
It don't fucking matter. It's Kamala in the studio tonight. <laughs> Kamala. Kamala. You know, it's just like, like, they're going to make us feel like we're heard, but they're just going to do whatever they want behind closed doors. You know, Hunter yeah. Biden's going to be smoking crack throughout the yeah. White House. And we just need like, some good backstabbing, bro. We've been missing it. And I want that. Like, I, I don't <laughs> want that. But I, I want, and and I got some blowback from people that were suit, like on the left in, in my friend group and me having objections towards Joe Biden. I'm not saying I don't want Joe Biden... I'd rather have Joe Biden over Trump because I think for sure Trump is just so divisive and he, he only talks to his supporters where Biden Obama is going to address the nation, Mm -hmm. whether you love him or hate him, he's just going to address the nation and this is what it is. They're going to bring some grace back to the presidency. That's what I miss from Trump, man. There's no like class. Yeah. There's no grace to it. It It shouldn't be that way. It made it into a reality TV show. And it's like, you're our representation to the rest of the world. And you're making us look like. Yeah. That R word. I'm not allowed to say anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. And to young people too, though. Like, like think about Obama, you know, like him and Michelle and like, they were, you know, like Michelle was like encouraging people to exercise. Yeah. Dude, she was health initiative. It's hilarious that Melania's initiative for, uh, first lady is bullying. Oh my fucking God, pro- yeah, you know that's what her like how we Michelle might have had talked help. About this a while ago, uh, it might yeah. be on the other episode. Yeah, like be. for her to pick up bullying is like that's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Bro. Oh, we were talking about sure. Black yeah, Mirror. Yeah, she's married to the biggest fucking bully on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> just hops on Twitter at two a.m. Yeah. off a belly full of diet yeah, coke. It's just like I'm ripping into Rosie O'Donnell tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> She hasn't had a talk show in seven years. What the fuck are you ripping into Rosie O'Donnell for, bro? Like, what? There'd be a good fist fight. Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump. Oh, it would happen, bro. They've, they've had a deep beef. Have they really? Dude, you don't remember the uh, <laughs> no the debate with Clinton, with Hillary. Oh, dude, you see, my brain was just... I saw like a little... I mean, just like this one. Like I saw some of those and I was... It like, comes hey, and it goes, man. You it. don't even like remember the yeah, shit. They're repressed memories. I remember watching that uh, first debate with Trump and Biden. Oh my goodness, bro! That took oh soul. my goodness, bro! It was like after I was like, I don't know if I need like a shot or a yoga session. Like, <laughs> just try probably both. both. Yeah, but, just try like, everything. <laughs> but like, you want to talk about no class, like wouldn't the? And I know Joe's old. I know his reaction times like. Not where he needs to be. But damn. Like, Trump would just interrupt, interrupt. Like, he was like that kid that, like, the maid wasn't there. So he just kept injecting his Mm. bullshit just over and over. Like, even to, like, the... uh, Injecting his bullshit. I don't know. Like, the correspondent, like, the the mediator mediator. of the debate. He would interrupt the moderator. moderator. Yeah. He'd interrupt that person. I'm like... Bro, let him get through the question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, dude. It was like watching two five-year-olds, and I remember everybody was like, "Oh, they're just like everybody lost after this." But that's the thing; he makes it so toxic that people feel like everyone, like everyone lost. No, mm-hmm. Trump lost. Mm-hmm. Like Trump made himself look like an asshole. Right, right. And that's why, like, and I'll be honest, man, it's not like I'm so anti-Trump that I can't recognize what he's done good. Mm-hmm. 
when before COVID, the economy was rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. He is bringing pharmaceutical jobs back to America. He is bringing some manufacturing jobs back to America. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was for a point there it was like almost like the guy that talks so much shit, but you let it go because he performs so well. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. Exactly. That proved. And it. then it was like, and I gave him the benefit of the doubt in the beginning because it was like, any president's going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to take that away from him. Because I said, whether it's Obama, Clinton, Senior Bush, Junior Bush, when you have a situation that impacts the entire country and it can cause mass hysteria, you do sugarcoat things and you do play things down so it doesn't create that fuss. But he did it in a way where it was like, there's 15 cases. There's only 15 cases. Not even that many cases. Honestly, by the end of the week, they'll be gone. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're fucking naive. Like, don't tell us that. Yeah. So there's 15 cases. We're working on trying to solving, you know, uh, finding a way to like cure these people and isolate these people. So it doesn't spread. Like there was none of that. Mm -hmm. It was like, we'll figure it out. And it's like, dude, this isn't something in business where like a new law passes or a tax bill passes and you can work your way around it. Mm -hmm. When it comes to health, there's no working your way around a virus. There's no way of working your around heart disease or cancer Mm -hmm. or diabetes. There's no workaround. It is what it is, and now you have to adapt mm. and figure out how to move forward. And he didn't want to take that approach. He didn't even want to wear a mask in public until July. Right. And then hold thirty to 40,000 like people events so he, he can try to get reelected. Yeah. It just shows a, con- a complete lack of concern for the American people mm. when he's on a campaign trail talking about taking care of the American people. Right. Yeah, it just like like it's it's his base that's like oh forty thousand of us all like dude he's like exposing them to a potentially deadly disease like his own followers and it's just like dude it doesn't doesn't register no dude and and it's just like such a level of narcissism too you know just like you say um you know like he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about an Iowan farmer you know like he doesn't no. he doesn't relate to these people but he loves them because they make him feel like a god because they support yeah. Like, that's what they, he, he loves you because they because you support him. But yeah. the second you don't support him, you're the enemy now. Yeah, you're done. If yeah. if you if you bow down to him, he will give you all the love you want. But if you but the second you oppose him, and it's like, dude, that's the thing that is just that's the thing that's so scary. Like the policies, whatever. But like what he's done to like the mind of this nation is what scares me the most. And you know, I was telling this to you know to like an older relative the other day who's like, I'm trying to like, you know, like talk to talk some you know talk about it and it it's like just like you and i talked about like you have like you know italian ancestry like i have like italian and irish ancestry and it's like dude i read i read a book a while ago called like the irish americans about like their their lineage throughout like american history and it was the same very similar path with like italian ancestry too like there was a time where like if you were irish or italian you couldn't get a job they kept your ass out you know and it's like it's almost like that's like how mexicans are now how like Italians were in like 1910 or Irish were in 1870 and shit like that. And it's like, you think about this, like people like you and me couldn't sit here today in the situations that we're in, if they couldn't make their way into society. And it's like, we can't have a mindset of like, 
if you don't like it, get the hell out. You know, this is the way it is. It ain't changing. You know, like yep. the, the minute we have that, like that is the most un-American mindset of all, you know, because like it's the complete opposite is what America is. Like that's what built this country. And that's just, dude, the I diversity is what built it. Right. You know, we are not a China. We are not a India China. where this is the one way that we're going right. to do things. And if you don't like it, then fuck off. Mm-hmm. We'll throw you in jail. We'll kill you. And that's just what it is. Yeah. And there's no way around it. In America, there is a plethora of viewpoints and religions and norms and just everyday living that we don't all have to live the same way. Mm-hmm. We can all live different ways and right. just live together. If only it, more people have <laughs> <got> that mindset. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I think that a lot of people do have that mindset. It's just not represented in the media. For sure. Because if people really sure. didn't have that mindset, I wouldn't be able to walk my dog every morning and, that, and sure. every afternoon and go Dude. on a bike ride for two hours and not worry about getting mugged or getting thing, murdered man. or anything. And it's like, yeah. but if you watch the news all day, you think you can't go outside. Mm-hmm. That's you really thing. think that. For sure, dude. Yeah, like you, you like tune out from the news for a couple weeks, and you walk around, and you realize that two days. Is, yeah, not even a couple weeks, yeah, man. You tune sure. out for two days, and yeah. you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, you realize that everybody's not killing each other, and it's like, dude, I remember uh, one time in the summer when I went back home for like my nephew's baptism, and like I saw that was the first time in a minute that I'd seen my older relatives, like my grandparents, my parents, whatever, and like some of my older relatives who were like very staunch Republican are like, Oh, so, you know, Cleveland, huh? A bunch of, you know, like I just came back from Vietnam or something like that. Like, Oh man, like, is it a war zone up there? A lot of riots, a lot of protests. Like, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, no, it's pretty chill. You know, like they go downtown on the weekends. It's pretty organized uh, all week long. You're in home by curfew. Like I walk around outside, I go to the park. Like it's the same thing in Portland. People said that about Portland. Like there's a hundred days, days of protesting. And rioting and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, there's been a hundred days of like people going outside to protest, but like it's not riots every single yeah. day. Yeah. If it was to that point where like riots were going on for a hundred days, do you really think that city would still be standing? Like, yeah, yeah like where their economy? Like, did, have you not seen wars in other countries? Like, yeah. dude, if that shit went on for three plus months, almost four months, yeah. like, dude, it would not look like a city still. Right. It wouldn't. Right. It'd be burnt to a crisp. But if you look at the news, that's what it looks like. That's you, what it looks you like. You think you're going to walk outside and somebody's going to throw a brick through your car <laughs> and <laughs> scream an anarchy. Honestly, dude, but on the other side of that argument, I had a moment today. Like, wifey and the dog and I are walking the dog around 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And there's this little, you know, little lady in a, like, a smaller car with the top down. And this... Douche comes by in a big black Silverado with like a huge, like that black and blue American flag mm-hmm. with a Trump sign on the other or the Trump flag on the other side. And he, I couldn't tell what he said to her, but like she was at a, like, so here's the street. Uh-huh. And then she was at the stop sign coming this way and he was making the right. And he screamed something at her and she was just like, <laughs> it was uh-huh. almost just like, whatever. And then I like he turned around and then like came back the way she went. What? And I and I looked at wifey and I was like, well, this is why we're gonna walk together for the next couple of weeks because like 
People are getting crazy, dude. Dude, they, they really are getting are. fucking crazy. And look, if you're going to go, if you are going to go physically harm someone because you think they didn't vote for Trump, I will guarantee you right now, Trump would not do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so why the fuck sure. are you going to ruin your yeah. life off of this? He didn't go to war for this country in Vietnam. Of course. He doesn't do anything. That's what I'm trying to tell people. That's what I'm telling people for five fucking years. Thinking in the Republican Party, this is what pisses me off the most about the Republican Party and people that support them. And I'm not saying I don't support the Republican Party because I support the Second Amendment. Like, I think you have a right to own your own gun. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think you have a right to protect yourself. But with George W. Bush and Trump, you have two people that have never lived your life and you support them. Mm -hmm. They have never lived a life that was not filled with 1% privilege. Mm -hmm. George W. Bush was doing Coke in college, banging chicks, like living the high life and then got into politics because it was an easy route. Right. Donald Trump has never had to work a day in his life. Right. So do not think when he comes to Ohio and talks about shutting down plants or we're going to bring jobs back, he doesn't know what that life is like. Right. He has no fucking clue what that's like. He just knows how to talk to those people. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's sad that all that's all it takes is just some rhetoric. Right. And that's what switches them. Yeah. Dude. It doesn't take the fact that he has never lived their life and that none of those people, if he... If those people went up to Trump's like hotel room, knocked on the door, Trump wouldn't give them the time. Yeah, he'd be like, get the scum off here. Get this fucking you scum out of here. Get him out of there. He's not worthy. Yeah. His bank account isn't worthy enough to speak to me yeah. right now. Well, yeah, dude. It just, just like the like the literally we're talking about the golden toilet thing. Like he shits on a toilet that is probably worth like more net worth than half the people that voted for him. What he takes a shit on. It's like he only cares about the Twinsburg farmer. Because they voted for him. Yeah. You know, if you didn't vote for him, you'd be dead to him, you know, and he's made it pretty clear. And I think this too is like, I don't think necessarily like he's been this racist for his whole life and stuff. I just think that he knows racist people support him. So he doesn't want to neglect that audience. Like, like I think he, he indulges in racism because he knows that, that it will like, ramp up his support base yeah and it's sad that like he has to revert to something like that just to try to get support yeah. like that should say more to him yeah. as himself i could definitely see that how it's like and not that it justifies his behavior because it doesn't but i could definitely see like maybe he really isn't inherently racist but he's so unbelievably narcissistic and he's so unbelievably single-minded and self-serving that i need to get my power, I need to get what I want. That and like you said, like he knows his base, he knows mm-hmm. what they want to hear. He like all whatever like injustice, whatever evil I have to do to achieve it, I'll do it. Dude, I got a buddy of mine who um uh, has a degree in psychology, and mm-hmm. one of the books that he read in college, it's like it's just a theory. It's nothing that's been proven, but it's a theory that all like the essentially the one percent like all like the billionaires that run the world like all of them are psychopaths or sociopaths and it's like you know not to like when people say that word it's like 
oh, someone who like eats people in their basements, but it's like really someone who just doesn't have any empathy for anything else. And right. it's like, dude, if you think about getting a net worth to like a billion dollars, that's a stupid amount of money. Like you have to cut so many throats and take so many food off so many other people's plates to get that much power. It's like, I could definitely see that being a thing where like, you have, you eliminate, eliminate emotion. Yeah. That's what they do. Cause yeah, you have to, when you, <clears throat> when you get into a situation where like you are God, mm-hmm. you are literally God to these people where like, if you take away their job, you take away their livelihood, their health insurance, like you right. take away their life for sure. And it's a big responsibility. And when you look at people that get into that position, vast majority of people, you're so emotionally damaged by the time you get to that point that mm-hmm. you're like, like, it don't even matter. Yeah. You know, it, all, all you are at that point are just X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just numbers on a spreadsheet. Yeah, numbers on a spreadsheet, and everyone can be replaced. Just another bug to get squashed. But that's what's important is, like, us acknowledging that and then realizing that we have the best opportunity to change that. Mm-hmm. Like, we can really make our own businesses and and make our own streams of income because we don't have to rely on these fucking assholes to yeah. support us anymore. For sure, man. You know? And it's like, even with the podcast, like, dude, if I can make 40, 50 grand a year off podcasting, mm-hmm. I'm good. For sure, man. I don't need to have a quadrillion dollars to feel like I quote unquote made it. Right. You know? Yeah. If I can make money talking with the homies, putting people on, like talking to really cool people and just learning mm-hmm. like that's what like i think that's what connected me to like a joe rogan is like not so much that i agree with every stance he takes or like i only view the way that he views things it's more so like this dude just like found his platform to then perpetuate his niches mm-hmm MMA hunting and like all a comedy and like all these different things. Like he created a platform to just express himself in the areas he wants to do that in. Mm -hmm. And I think like going forward, like we have our generation has an opportunity to do that on the next level. Mm -hmm. Like take what his generation has done and take that to the next level. And like, just keep this thing going. Cause like, it's a powerful thing for sure. Man. And I get way more enjoyment of sitting here for two or three hours than I ever did sent, you know, spending eight hours at some job, just yeah. fucking twicking and twerkling, you know, <laughs> twiggling and twaggling. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? Dude, that's good though, man. I, I feel like that's like a good thing to try to achieve this year. And I feel like a lot of people have kind of felt the need for that like, yeah. to get dependence from or our overlords, you know, just like we're saying, like, you know, they shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to rely on them to give you your sense of purpose or your sense of, of happiness or even your survival. You know, if you have other means like this, you know, you have like your podcasting or like you just like learn if, if anybody could learn a bunch of different skills and things like that. It's like if, you know, they decide to, you know, pull out the rug from you from some policy or whatever like that, I won't be like, oh, the hand that fed me just pulled its hand away. You know, I don't, you know, I feel like a lot of people and myself included for sure, like, don't want to feel that dependence from, yeah. you know, just this hand that feeds us. And, you know, for sure, man. 
And that's like for the podcast is like, I'm taking that into my own ownership. Like if YouTube takes this video off, I'll just, I mean, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple, but like, for sure, dude, like I make sure it's in so many different lanes that like if one platform bans me, then I would just go to another. And like, yeah, you know, if I could get this thing to a place where like I can monetize it and get into a little bidding war, for you sure. know, that's the dream and just like keep it going. Yeah. You 100%, know, man, you guys are like, rolling. why not yeah. other people? Like when people say like, Oh, like podcasting, there's like over a million podcasts now. Okay. Well, there's 300 million people. Well, actually there's 320 plus million people in America. Mm-hmm. There's 7 billion people in the, in on earth and about two to 3 billion of those people are, or on the internet. It's not unrealistic that I can't get enough people to watch me to make a sustainable living. Mm-hmm. Not saying I need to be a quadrillionaire, but just make a sustainable living yeah. and do what I want to do on the day to day and contribute to society in a bigger fashion. Right. And really what podcasts are is like people being a part of a conversation that they just don't speak in. For sure. For sure, dude. These are, I, I like having these discussions too because you don't always have these discussions with your friends and stuff. Like when you know about what's go like to take to really take a minute and like think about what's going on in society and what's going on in the world and like really realize how important some shit is. And it's like because sometimes when you end up kicking with your friends, you just end up joking and talking. We keep about, it light. Yeah, yeah. Keep it light. Like we no, keep it light because we haven't yeah, been together, so yeah, we want to keep it light. People like, are afraid to like get too heavy or something yeah. like that. But like, dude, it's important to acknowledge what's going on right now. It's you gotta discuss. To talk about it. You, know, you gotta talk about it. And yeah. like, to refrain is the worst thing to do. Challenge the mindset. Like even with wifey, she. She felt like at a certain point at the election, she was like, I just don't feel, she said this to me. She said, I don't feel like I'm as educated on the subject and I just know how I feel and I'm just sticking with it. And I, and I was like, I am on the same team. I'm just letting you know that the Biden side of things aren't as rainbow and colorful as they seem Mm -hmm. because they're not, Mm -hmm. you know? And we just need to have a more balanced perspective and not take this tribalistic approach of like, well, you're on the other team, so I can't associate with you. Right. Actually, it should be the opposite. Mm -hmm. Associate with that person. Figure out why they feel the way they feel and just come to a compromise together. Like show each other the different sides and take Mm -hmm. that ego. Let let that ego take a back seat and just hear each other's ideas and like expand and grow. Life gets dull when you're just around the same people saying the same shit all the fucking time. Right. Like expand yourself. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with the other person, but just hear their side and understand where they're coming from. Like I get why people voted for Trump. I get it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, the people in my life that voted for Trump in 2016 or even 2020, I don't hate them. I love them. I love them just as much before I knew who they voted for. Mm -hmm. Because we all have our reasons for doing things. And like what you're bringing up before is like this, like I, uh, someone I follow on Instagram, like reposted something of this guy who's gay or he is gay. And he was talking about like, why should I show so much forgiveness for people that never showed forgiveness for me that would come in my, 
face and say that they support gay people and then go vote against gay marriage and things of that nature. At a certain point, and I'm not saying this towards the gay community or, you know, the super right community or whoever, but someone's got to be the bigger person. If we keep playing this battle of like, well, you did this, so I'm going to do this. And well, since you did that, I'm going to do that. And it's like, if we keep doing that, then that's why this never ends. (laughs) Exactly, Because we keep going back and forth. (laughs) At some point, someone has to stand up and look. You did us dirty. We did y'all dirty. Right. Let's call it truce. We don't have to live in the same place. We don't yep. have to interact, but like y'all stay over there. We stay over here and we just keep it peaceful. Yeah, dude. That's, that's thing. all it's gotta be for sure, man. Like you, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing. And like, I, I, I love hearing you say that. Cause it's like, you don't have to like everybody else. You don't have no. to be able to break bread with the, you know, this person who thinks completely different or has, a, but you can still respect their humanity. You can right. still respect that they live in the same society as you. And we should all have the same, Equality. We should all have the same respect for one another. You don't have just like people you work with, you know, like you don't got to be best friends with the dudes you work with, but you can still have respect for that person and you can still, you know, exist with them and work by them day by day. Yeah. And it doesn't like ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody should just say that. Like we got (laughs) to fucking live together. (laughs) We got to live together, man. (laughs) So get used to it. Yeah. I know you don't like your stepdad, America, but. Well, gypsy boy, we've gone deep into the zone yeah we did i feel like we just did like a millennial version of like fox news slash cnn <laughs> slash like i don't even know what to call it some type we'll of call fake. it the hill because we yeah. love the hill over here yeah, we love rising fake news media that's <laughs> well, been real dude i appreciate you coming on Hell yeah, bro. definitely not the last time mr matt o'neill is coming on the uh, podcast you know what i'm saying Hell you've yeah. been You've been here during the shitty setup and the little step up now we're here setup. The new, new. Look at this. You know, the new, new. Hell so yeah. I'm excited, man. It's just like, we're going to keep going and just like, this is what I'm doing, dude. Hell yeah, bro. You this is momentum. it. Cheers to that, my dude. Cheers. Good Get vibes in the, in the new studio. Go. Let's go. It's an honor to be in the new studio and the new setup. Chewing the fat with you. Appreciate you, brother. Times. You're one of my favorite people. I'm glad we get to chop the shit. You'll be you'll be on again soon, I'm sure. I hope so, man. I hope so. so. Uh, awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you so much for everyone just like checking in uh, us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, YouTube, blah blah blah. Um, it's been cool, man. You know, it's just like if you're stuck. Think about what you do in your free time. And for me, it was watching podcasts and Mm -hmm. I just jump back into it, man. Oh yeah, man. That's it. Invested a couple dollars and look into your network and see who can help you out and just see what happens, man. Just keep tearing up. And regardless who's president, just keep on moving, bro. Oh yeah, dude. Progression is key. We are in control. Adapt to what happens reassess and move forward that's all i can say and get your animals spayed and neutered and get your vitamin d and you covid fuckers all right i love y'all peace one love everybody